you've caught me with more than my hands up, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Millionth Podcast. My name is James, joined once again by Henry and Tom. And today, Henry, the eighth episode of our James Bond series, uh, Diamonds Are Forever, released in 1971, I believe. Uh, Runtime of exactly two hours, directed once again by Terence Young. He's back. This was, uh, this was Guy Hamilton. Guy Hamilton, uh, sorry. And uh, um, Sean Connery's back as Bond, of course. So uh, lots to unpack with this film. Um, yeah, too much to unpack. But do you know what? Uh, just to start off, because you know we, we usually open up with our uh, individual relationships with the films. And for me, this is one where I was really actually dreading watching it. I was like, nah, I, I just want to get this home done with. But actually, when I sat down and I watched it, I, I, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I actually, worse I, I think I, I remember this it was being worse, worse than it was for when me I as well. It. Like uh, when I, when I, I feel like I have a particular relationship with this film because a bad Bond film is a bad Bond film. Like, but this one I used to actually like it, and it used to be like my second favorite Bond film. I was like, oh yeah, uh, and I really find it hard to enjoy, especially towards the end when I'm older. Like, it's just like so many things fall flat, and it's just like. As an, it just makes you cringe in so many places, and it's just like, especially coming hot on the heels of Onimashi Secret Service, yeah. like it's terror. It's like it falls really flat. It's, it's I don't want to say it's awful because it has like some good bits, but like you, you get like some really silly concepts sharp in this film that like some other films like Cena Royale and stuff and whatever can hide behind being parodies or spoofs or non-official releases. This doesn't even have that. It's like an official release with like, and it's just like, you know, I could really imagine some parts of it being in a parody, like some really big things as well, actually. Yeah, like, like watching this film felt like being spat on for like two hours straight. It's just like, I, I, I don't know, man, I could not stand this. I, I didn't really, I think... I could only name one good thing from this, maybe two. That's bad. Do you know what it is for me? Like, I was really ready to come in and tear this film a new asshole, but yeah, you should be. You know, when I watched it last night, um, and to be fair, I did have, I did this with Casino Royale as well. I had like a palate cleanser lined up afterwards because I'm like, if I have to watch some shit, you know, I'm gonna have a palate cleanser afterwards just to kind of just wash my brain of the what I just put myself through. So I actually watched Blade Runner last night, rewatched it again. It's like one of my favorite films, obviously. Um, but like I said, I, I, Diamonds Are Forever, I, I actually, it, yeah, obviously it's it's not a good film, but I don't think it's bad either. It was, it was entertaining. It's kind of like, um, you know, in more than one way, it reminded me of Batman 66. You know, that kind of vibe in a way. Um, yeah. There is there is actually direct relationship. Yeah, um, there is. <laughs> yeah, okay, you know. Um, but still, like, I think for me it was one of those. I, th you know, this film could have been really good if it just had a couple of like key changes, like yeah, just a couple. Yeah, just yeah, no, genuinely, just a couple. I, I'm, I'm gonna just say this straight off the bat. Then All I right. think if you have a better villain, and say George Lazenby's still Bond, you don't have Sean. Sean Connery was okay, but I think he was just a bit too old, and he just didn't. He was just picking up a paycheck. He was going through the motions. Yeah, what I think if you say what? for it, imagine Diamonds Are Forever, but you had George Lazenby, um, a better villain. Say, say Taylor Savalas comes back as Blofeld, or you mean just want the revenge story, and you know? and you bring in Bunce as well. Let's say you're basically you make it more of a direct sequel. I, I think if you just change two or three really key things. You have quite a good film on your hands. Yeah, but you have to throw. You're out, literally, 
you're literally going to saying America, the diamond <laughs> smuggling. Literally. But I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with the diamond smuggling aspect. With Amsterdam in the US, I think all of that was tied together quite neatly. The plot's not not actually that bad. Um, I think it's just when you get to Blofeld's bit, Charles Gray's just... Yeah, and he's cloning himself. That's really bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think those, but that's just just Blofeld. That is all fixed if you get a better Blofeld or just a a different villain in general. You understand? You're saying well, this film could be better if it was basically like on a different film, subs. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. To be fair, you do have to kind of. I mean, it's unfortunate that Ilza Stepat kind of died uh, before the Majesty Secret Service uh, came out. But even so, if George Lazenby had actually accepted to make another film, which the original script of this was going to be a revenge film, um, but when he basically cancelled, they had to kind of throw it all out the window. Um, it could have it it definitely could have worked just say that he'd already killed Bunt at some point and then he's now going after Blofeld, you know, like his in the intro. Which yeah, yeah, something they like just, that. They just be, skip yeah. they just skip out, like they just pretend I mean the thing is it's funny, you can actually take this as like because obviously this is intended to kind of skip over on a Majesty's Secret Service because it begins with him still in Japan looking for Blofeld. Yeah. Um, oh, this oh, is another thing that so? this thing like yeah. it's another thing that the film just kind of like messes up a bit because it has that bit, but it also has references to one of Secret Service as well. Like it's like, oh, you've been on holiday. Yeah, that was like a, that that was was like a passing holiday. joke. So like, um, and that could also be referring to George Lazenby taking the role for a film, but like, well, it is. It's yeah. just so. I mean, I when I first saw it, like. I, th- I mean, when I saw it last time, it was like I immediately thought of *On a Majesty's Secret Service* because that's where he goes on holiday and unofficially deals with all this, more or less. Mm. But like, and that's why it's like, oh, but most satisfying, blah blah blah. But that even that doesn't make sense because how was it satisfying? Like, it's like the most most harrowing two weeks of your life, probably. Like, well, that's the thing because he was also basically on might as well have been on holiday in Japan as well. So it's the thing you can kind of see it both ways. Um, I think it's, it's. I mean, I think what you two are doing is you're just comparing this to Honor Majesty's Secret Service, yeah, well, which is really unfair. You're comparing it to the film beforehand, aren't you? It's like you no, no, no. I don't think that's yeah. fair. I think this is more like just '70s Bond. You know, it's this is where it starts becoming very, um, you know, leaning okay. towards being more tongue in cheek, more comedy. You know, and, and it's it, it departs from like a serious Bond. I mean, not that Sean Connery was overly serious, but this is. You know, if Roger Moore was in this film, say Roger well, Moore was, born, you was know, it, it would fit a lot better, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He was offered the role for this film, actually. Um, really? They went through like every they went they went through so many people trying to offer uh, before they eventually, you know, came back to Sean Connery and was like, yeah, can you uh, can you please do this? You know, we'll get we'll pay we'll do anything for you. You know. Yeah, they basically um, gutted the film for the sake of paying yeah, him more. Because of Sean Connery's like payday, the budget like uh, kind of took a it's huge. A bit, it's a bit stupid as well if you think because nowadays like Daniel Craig gets paid like flipping gold mine, and then it's like Sean Connery's relatively is a minuscule scale, but like it just like it just brings the whole film down in in terms of like quality. But like, oh, what can you do? And, and it shouldn't like he should be paid a better amount. Really. And, and Sean and... Curry comes back and he's, you know, he's just you, you could tell he's, he's there to pick up a paycheck. His Scottish accent is like stronger than ever, man. He's he's hardly even trying to put on an accent. And 
the funny thing with him is, I mean, when we get into the actual storyline, you know, the first thing he does, he brings back not just him as Bond, but all these sort of mannerisms, which Unimagined mm. Secret Service did. Kind of, I don't know. It was like, it just brought back. I mean, the first effectively the first thing he does in this film is like strangle a woman with her own bra with her own bikini. Man, it's kind of like okay, great, we're we're Thanks. back. You know, like <laughs> sure I don't God, know. Yeah, that, that yeah, that um, was what I was thinking. I, it's a kind of like really weird kind of. It felt like that joke was put in there just so Sean Connery could do it. Like, and yeah, it's like yeah, I I remember I laughed at it when I was like a kid or whatever because uh huh huh like. So it's like so stupid or whatever, but like now it's just like, okay, did they really need to have like this so much? Like, well, what what I want to ask you, Tom, um, before we move on to the plot is why was this your one of your favorite films then? What 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 was it? If you cast your mind back to a few years ago, why did you like this film originally, and what was it that made you realize that it's you know what changed your mind? I know it was just like comfort food for me in a way. Like it was like just watching like a really well it it didn't feel like it demanded your attention too much and like it had like i wasn't like you know you know i was a kid like so i wasn't like picking it apart like now and like when you try to when you try to like i don't know review it in a better context like it does like i mean some other films can get away with it because they like kind of do the silly bits in the right amount but like in a way that doesn't come at the expense of the plot and this film just doesn't do that at all it just like it kind of falls flat especially towards the end when other films like had so much better like you know suspense and stakes building up and stuff and this just yeah, like really was that came before yeah on a match to well, see what, 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 what mean twice, is what, what was like, it you why was this your second favorite film what, what what was it that you liked about this film and no, it was just comedic. It just, it, yeah, it was comedic. It was like, I don't know, it just didn't feel too demanding to watch in a way. Like, it was just, I don't know, it was just silly. And I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, didn't feel like it was, you had to pay too much, like, hard attention. It was, a, it was a good film for a kid, really. Like, it was just that it entertained me for two hours very well, I think. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's a really fun film. I like it. That's my second favorite. Like, that, that's, so, yeah, that's why I kind of, um, this is why I kind of enjoyed it last night because it was, it was, um, it was like, it was like hearted. It wasn't boring, you know. That's the thing about this film. This is why when we, when it comes to ranking, you know, I'm, I'm obviously thinking about where I'm going to rank it. And actually, where, because obviously what we've done as well, um, just to recap is we've all, um, privately made our own lists. And at the end of this podcast series, we're going to read the list and see who, who got the closest. And I'm sure I haven't looked back at them since I made them in my list in December, but I'm sure I put diamonds, diamonds are forever right at the bottom or very near the bottom. And now, you know, now, now I'm thinking, no, I'd actually put it probably above Thunderball sort of thing, because at least this film was, uh, it wasn't boring. You know, this, this was interesting. It was fairly well paced. It was, it was, you know, it wasn't, yeah, it had some really stupid elements, but if you kind of just see it for what it is, you don't take it so seriously because the film itself is not, it's not taking itself seriously. This is sort of a camp, colourful sort of Bond film, right? This but is it, like, you know, that's that's yeah, the thing. You wouldn't, you wouldn't it's an official thing, release, yeah. though, so, like, you can't really... I'd accept yeah, so, something so like that. Any of Roger Moore's films, yeah, but you, you could know, say the you, same about, like, yeah, but none of Roger Moore's films are, like, this bad. Like, 
yeah, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't give those excuses for you know Batman and Robin like it's like well you know it was like yeah, but that's the stuff. that's the nineties. We're talking about thirty years prior or twenty years prior. So the thing, the th- what I'm trying to say is that like what because I'm aware later on in the series we're gonna be we're gonna be looking at Roger Moore films and like a totally and we're gonna be treating it like they treat it. and and what I'm trying to say is you, I don't think just because Sean Connery's in this film I don't think you can. It's it's not so fair to compare it to previous Sean Connery films or sixties well, Bond. This is this is seventies Bond. This is Bond in the seventies, well, and that has a completely different vibe um, to what it was before. Yeah, well, that's, like, that's evident. If, and if you just and I, I know it's I know like it's tempting to go okay, this is Sean Connery Bond. Yes, but only in name. Like if you actually treat the film as uh, as it is actually carried out, um, then obviously it's it's. You're gonna have. You're not gonna be so harsh on it, and and this yeah, is the thing. So if you look at it on a decade basis, that's what I'm trying to say. You know. Yeah, but there's a two-year gap between the two. It's not like you know, it goes over midnight on 1970, and then everything changes. You know, like, um, and the main problem that I have with this is just like the amount of potential it could have had just got all thrown out the window. It's like, yeah. it's like the same thing with Spectre. You know, like they 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 had the whole world in their hands after Skyfall. And, you know, look what they did with it. Yeah, this, um, yeah, you know, I mean, this is also the last film they ever used Spectre in before Spectre, um, <laughs> because of Kevin McClory, you know, always doing the but best. But do they do they name drop Spectre in this film? I don't remember them they, doing so. They, they don't. Um, yeah. but they do obviously use Blofeld. Yeah, and um, you I know, mean, I just realised, you know, with Guy Ham- Guy Hamilton directed this. I've I've totally got my directors mixed up with the Bond series, so I always do this. But Guy Hamilton directed Goldfinger as well. And yeah, Terrence that's Young. why they brought him back because they yeah. wanted to emulate the success of Goldfinger, and it just kind of didn't work. So, like, yeah, when you really look at it under that yeah. lens, it just kind of like falls well, apart. Even speaking, more. speaking of Goldfinger, actually, the original plot, well, one of the plots, uh, although this must have been from the novel, actually had uh, no, well, for the film as well, they actually had Gertfrog returning as uh, Goldfinger's twin brother. Uh, with a super tanker with a laser on it, so uh, that's interesting. No, that's definitely a good thing they didn't do that. Yeah, that um, would have been really like. I would still take over Charles Grace Blofeld, but still. Charles be... Grace Blofeld, man. Let's crack on then. We open up, uh, like you said, with Bond in Japan. Um, and, you know, he's like, Wish, Wish Blofeld. Yeah, this guy doesn't uh, even move his mouth and he's like fucking ventriloquist. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Go, go. go. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, he does end up... At, you know, by the way, the music there, it was like a direct... It was, that, I swear that music was directly from You Only Live Twice as well, wasn't it? Or something very similar. It felt like Not some music really. I've heard before, that music cue. Maybe but, it's but, even... That's the intention. It's like royalty-free Asian music put in yeah, the true. sound like um, So then they go. he goes on to uh, Cairo. Yeah, you just need some, to, It's like any casino, just you need a guy yeah, that's Yeah, generic, man. yeah, guy that's, that's right. <laughs> Um, Hit me. And he goes, uh, oh yeah, go go and ask Marie. So he goes and finds Marie. Oh, That's yeah, her Marie, name, right? That famous location. You know? Is it Marie? Yeah. yeah. Goes picks up Marie, <laughs> uh, strangles her with her own uh, bikini. You know, oh, sure, sure, there's something I'd like to get off your chest. And uh, does that. Up, oh yeah, and he comes back. He's like, my name is Bob, James Bob. You know, it's the like he says straight away. Really Sorry. It's like really fast the way he says it. Yeah, 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 yeah. My name is Bob. James Bond. Yeah, it's like he's almost sped up. And Scottish as well, like I said. And it's just like, okay, and you can see straight, even though, what? how many years is this after you earned it twice? Four years? 
three or I don't know. It's he's aged no, quite I mean, a lot. Like yeah, it feels like really he's aged has, a lot, yeah. doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was sixty-seven. This is seventy-one, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, five years. Four years. And he looks a lot older. Um, oh, yeah, four. Maybe we didn't think he was coming back to James Bond. But, yeah. But... But anyway, um, it feels like a lot of time has passed. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Um, so he finds Marie, uh, you know, does that, and then um, and then yeah, rocks up. She, why does she of all people know where Blofeld is? Like, yeah, it's just like she's just shoe, she's just shoehorned in there for that gag, and it's just like, yeah, it must be, it must be. Yeah, Completely. like oh yeah, Blofeld just he, he, none of it makes also, any sense. Like, yeah, just, he just has a lab, like or whatever surgery place. Yeah, this it's is. so weird. Do you know what's weird about this position you can just in the room? It's like, you know, like a house they've just converted, you know, in like got some bushes around it. Henry, do you know if Ken Adams was on production design again for this film? I think uh, he I was. Hope, I, hope for, I hope for his sake that he wasn't, but I don't think well, he was. Well, no, was. again, you're, I think you're criticising this film for the sake of it. I think there's nothing wrong with the... I, I really like some of the... Pro- nah. Uh, um, nah, the, um, I, don't, I don't even... The only th- place that looks kind of cool is Willem White's house on the interior. That's and the oil rig. Oil rig. Not really. The oil rig, oil rig like is generic, Batman 66, man. man. Like, one thing I wanted to point out whilst you're on the topic of, like, stuff like this, is this film really doesn't do, like, doesn't sell the location Bond is in very much. Like, previously it was, like, they really sold you on, like, I don't know, it felt really glamorous, like that really classy hotel in Switzerland or in Japan in the 60s or is in the Bahamas and Thunderball or something, or in, you know, like, they do... Well, they do yeah, have I, I, I hate it, but I think they, they do kind of address that later on. We'll, we'll come to that, because... And here it's in the literal desert. It's like, oh... Okay. We'll come back well, to that. Yeah, but I think well, about Blofeld's, um, like, plastic surgery base, whatever that is, with, like, yeah. a swamp in the middle and stuff. Yeah, like. yeah, they just casually also have, like, <laughs> you know, the pits of hell in the corner, you know. Um, yeah, literally. It's, it's like you know what, that, 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 like, set alone gave me shades of Dr. No... Uh, there's like some kind of Thunderball vibe as well there, like got a bit of, bit of younger surgery. size. Yeah, it kind of, no, but like there was something about like the set design just really reminded me of just like previous, it must have been Ken Adams again. I don't know, it, to me it just kind of like... It's just a cheaper budget. It just looks cheap, I don't know, yeah, yeah like that. And it's like... Fact, yeah. And you had this guy in like covered in... I mean, it yeah, looks like, like how is that yeah no, that was really work? weird. So he goes in there and he's like, the guy, the guy there's a guy like laying down in yeah. clay. Pulls yeah, out a little gun, because yeah, he, because of course you would lie in there with your gun, you know. As yeah, you yeah do. he's meant to be like a Blofeld clone, but he looks more like a clone. Looks of like the, you know, it's really weird again. because you look at, yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at his face, and I remember as a kid, I'm like, I'm trying to, like, am I supposed to know who that is? I'm yeah. so confusing because, like I say, it does look a bit like Scaramanga. It looks a bit like, is that Blofeld or is it like, I don't know who that is, man. It's just like some weird guy, man. Yeah. And and, and they like, focus on his face and they focus on Bond's reaction and it's really unclear what's going on. It is well as with the, many things in this film. And just is, you have Charles Gray there and they're just they're just trying to retcon it like, oh yeah, oh plastic surgery, yeah, yeah, you know, like come on man. Uh, oh the, plastic surgery and cloning, yeah. Okay. There's the no like, as well, yeah. uh, I just want to point out that the uh the the stuff that they used to uh whatever that kind of brown clay was originally they actually used mashed potatoes. <laughs> um, to kind of recreate the consistency, and, you know, but what they forgot to, you know, account for is the fact that it was like really hot in that room. So after a day, it like stank like so badly they had to like basically remove everything, you know. 
And how would yeah, you do, um, how so would then you we have, uh, so, so ba- basically, like, to cut, you know, so Bond, Bond gets in there, Blofeld shows up, or oh, who we think is Blofeld. Yeah, the guy with the, the, the sideburns. Like, the there's, sideburns of all time. We always gotta shout zero, that guy out, man. Bond's got, like, a like, mouse trap in his jacket. Yeah, um, as, you, as, as you do. But, as like, do. there's no atmosphere to Blofeld at all. Like, and the Not, other two heroes, like, he just now he's just, like, some some actor who we've seen before in a previous film, and it's, like, he, he has his hair and everything, and it's just, like, it's almost and like the guys... Like, no, the so acting weird. is so, like... It's like it's the so, acting's yeah. gone out the window as well. Like, he's, like, you know, he just he's standing behind the surgery desk, and he's just stood there, like... like, like he's, like, know, kill him! He just doesn't um, get him. You know. There's nothing menacing about him. There's nothing scary or intimidating. He just looks like, like pretty much what it is. Some average guy like dressed up like Blofeld. Like not even like. <laughs> why? 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 And, and, and can we, can Charles Gray. He's like, ridiculous. It feels like ridiculous. Or Blofeld rather than. We're gonna rank the Blofelds obviously eventually. I think this guy <laughs> even goes below Christopher Waltz, man. You know, Charles Gray's embarrassing himself. This this guy as well, like his his henchmen, you know, they they've got like this stupid like little helmet which just has like oh. a Z on it for some reason. It's like like you know like a very evocative like lightning strike. I don't know if that's meant to be you know like referencing something, but I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, and then this really poorly choreographed fight gets underway, which is like yeah. oh, um, and then like it's so awkward as well. Like Blofeld just stood there with like some random knife, and there's like yeah, he only picks up the like, knife after his guards have been you know, and he does like yeah. the worst lunge with it ever as well. Yeah, <laughs> Blofeld doesn't carry a gun or anything. Yeah, and he only like he like just when when like Bond hits him on the head or whatever with like. Yeah, you know, the dentist light on the chair or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. He just yeah. like falls forward. He just like is like lying down in the plank position, and then he like only <laughs> looks up when he's just about to go face first. And, and then yeah, and he's and doing he's this little to... hand <laughs> thing there. Yeah, man, it's, it's just, just embarrassing. Like, then you're just, like, it's like, 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 like yeah, man. Especially there, if you remember how he was in Omnirashi's Secret Service. Like, it's like wow, this is like what this, they, he's been reduced to in the space of one film and it's like no, it's in the space of five minutes you know like, yeah it's i just I don't know thing, what they were the, thinking with this it was it's ridiculous the intro just lets it down like so badly like almost immediately yeah I, I think the intro and the ending aside you have a decent film though this is the yeah. thing like I, if you cut blowfell out of this you know just, just yeah, try and imagine, imagine this villain, 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 yeah. Without Blofeld, it's it it, it does. It, I I think between now and when Blofeld returns, you actually have quite a decent film going. I was actually quite invested in it I, when I was watching it, and genuinely, I was going in here, I was going into the film with an agenda, and I don't don't like to do that. But I know which films I like. We've seen, we've each seen these films so many times. It's hard not to go in without any prejudices. And even though I went into this film with like a lot of prejudice, I actually went like I actually went. You know, it was it wasn't. Yeah, I I'm not going to slaughter it because from here on out until Blofeld returns, I think you have quite a good film. You have the bit in. Okay, so I mean, we get on to it. First of all, we have Shirley Bassey returning to do the song Diamonds Are Forever. Quite the song a, is quite memorable. I yeah, quite that, a fate. But... One of the well known ones, I would say. Um, yeah. Although it is very sexist. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> She's like, that. I think they deserve it, you know. I mean, they're trying to balance it out from Sean Connery. Yeah, it's like it's currently a nine to one ratio right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have that. Although, what I do like is how it transitions from Blofeld's cat into the diamond thing. That was, you know, that was okay. Yeah, it's all right. Um, like, you just have to carry his cat around everywhere, you know, like. Yeah. Well, it does does play a part later on, so. Yeah. Um, well, so then. Yeah, uh, a little bit. 
so Bond. So then we return, and Bond and M are checking out some diamonds, um, and they meet up with this dentist who's like basically lays out, does a bunch of exposition on like, uh, yeah, diamonds. He repeats like, the same thing sh- twice, sh- like the fun. Yeah, like it, it feels like they're just struggling for words for like for the plot. And do you know what? Like I remember now the uh, the Goldfinger scene where they're talking about, which makes they're explaining it really like in good detail and high level as well. Well, and then it's like um, oh, and this makes this is why gold is unlike diamonds, much easier to smuggle. Blah blah blah. And now it's that's like that's like pre-roasting this film for its plot. And it's like yeah, and. And it just like I don't know that kind of encapsulates, encapsulates. Sorry, the uh, how I don't know in terms what of plot, this, this film being like I don't know just really inferior in so many ways. And like the way it's outlined, it's not like it's very long and drawn out, but like is a bit misleading. And um, like when like when he's outlining it, it's like even though the industry prides itself on the loyalty and devotion of its workers, like. And there's like this weird scene in the dentist where the guy's like pulling diamonds out of their mouth and stuff. And then there's this one random bit where some guy comes in, just does a really wide smile with like perfect teeth and stuff. And then it's like, okay, what's this supposed to mean? Like, but do, do you not get why that is? I mean, I I guess I hazard to guess uh, it's like he has perfect teeth and obviously doesn't need the dentist. So he exactly. has like. It's ironic. But, when I, it's, but as a kid, I was like. I was do you not like, find that funny? Not really. Yeah, like, that's, that's like. As a kid, yeah, it, like, yeah I think that's the, that's like, like quite, he walks in, he's just like this perfect set of teeth, and it's like, oh, you know, it's just like this, it's so obvious there's smuggling going on, you know? Yeah, no, but yeah. this is the thing, it like, te- it kind of tears down a bit when they're like, this guy's like saying, like, yeah, they have like, you know, an airtight security system, you know, and all this, and it's just like, which he says, he says the exact same lines twice, and I don't know why, it's like you're repeating the joke louder, and it's like, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Bit... So then, um, and One then Bond, I mean, there, there's a bit uh, is spliced in here, but but we're gonna. I'm just gonna like sort of flip it a little bit. So we've got basically. I mean, they go into the, these characters that we're about to meet. But um, uh, what I do like is this scene sort of ends with like, okay, so Bond's like, oh, why do we need to be involved in this? They give him a reason. He goes, okay, well, I've always fancied going to South Africa. He goes, you're going to Amsterdam, Bond. You know, it's like, oh, it's... and you know what's no, funny right. with that? Yep, it's like how South Africa was such a glamorous, you know, sort of tourist destination back then, and still is to a certain extent. But I think probably quite a few problems that we're not going to go into that today. But um, but Amsterdam, <laughs> on the other hand, you know, like back back then, I mean, he says you're know, going to Holland. I, I went to yeah. I went to Amsterdam in September. I fucking love it. It's probably probably my favorite city in the world now. But Amsterdam. Uh, 50 years ago, when this was taking place, was completely different. This is before Amsterdam became what it is today. Do you know what's yeah, really right. interesting about that? Sense. Actually, is um, I was watching uh, like Dutch Bond fans like review or something, or so, and then he was like, "Yeah, and what's really interesting is this when you see like the camera panning around Amsterdam, it really hasn't changed at all." And then, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So when you say it's so different now, I'm like. Yeah, but I'm not talking like architecturally or anything. I'm talking about sort of what. Anyway, (laughs) what Amsterdam is known for, you know. Yeah, what you uh, yeah, what what's the tradition? You don't go there for coffee houses, you know. Yeah, I'm not going there for the architecture. Although you could, I mean, it is a beautiful city, but you know. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so that's Amsterdam. So anyway, I just find that funny. It's like you're going to Amsterdam, not South Africa, and this is what ties back to what you're saying. Some they didn't like glamorize the locations they were at. 
I think they they almost like made a point of that. It's like, oh, you know, it could have gone somewhere exotic like South Africa. And it's like, no, you're going. Yeah, to, but we don't have the budget because of uh, yeah. Oh yeah, and it was Holland, not Netherlands back then as well. So it's worth no, Holland anyway, like, they just kept Holland? getting it wrong. While they're doing the exposition, we get to meet two interesting characters. We get to meet uh, Mr. Wind and Mr. Kid, and uh, they go about and and their 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 like involvement in this film is basically uh, tying up loose ends. They're assassins. They're killing off people that get in contact uh, in the diamond smuggling chain. Yeah. And they do so in quite. Yeah, I, I do like they always have to make. I do like they. It's like almost like what Bond does. They always have to make yeah. a about it afterwards. Yeah, and they have like these dramatic methods of killing. You know, we the first one we see them in the desert. They and they kill this dentist. Yeah, but uh, the, do you know the, what the acting of that was terrible. Do though, yeah, like, <laughs> but, like, but oh, you know what I mean. Just, I'm just 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 down here, you know. Do you know that Ooh, the, initially like... they were going to do something way more violent? Or I think I've forgotten exactly what it was, but they're going like, to stab the... him in the neck or something. I don't know. And then like uh, they opted to put scorpion behind his neck. Eventually, it was like okay. What well, they did, gonna... There's a there's a deleted scene which I saw for this, and it was like. Uh, Basically, uh, instead of putting it down the back of his, his like uh, shirt, they actually like open, like shoved it down his mouth, and then like just yeah. held his head shut, and he just like dies like that. But they uh, said, you know, it'd be too uh, violent, you know. Well, that would yeah. have been pretty violent. And then obviously, I don't know, like, and then obviously the helicopter comes to collect the diamonds, and then they he they hand over a bomb basically, and this helicopter explodes, and they've got yeah, uh, they've got this dialogue, they've got this back and forth. Obviously, Wint and Kid, you know, they're gay as well. They walk off into the sunset holding hands and stuff. Now, I do find, like, I do like, like, the little musical cue they have, which is... I love their theme. And I actually quite like them as characters, you know? It's, like, it's it's, it's strange. um, But I think they're actually, they're they're probably the most memorable. Yeah, they're probably the memorable memorable part of this film. And not for the wrong reasons. They have a couple of funny, they have a couple of funny moments as well but um yeah i think as assassins they're like pretty like unique and creative i suppose yeah that's 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 a good part that's like you know we'll look at good parts where we can find them so uh yeah yeah. well you could even call it a diamond in the rough but still (laughs) that's right they go and um and then obviously they go on to meet mrs whistler who's like doing some kind of school thing and uh they get they give her some diamonds or she collects them from well, I don't know there's a diamond exchange happening yeah, and then we go on to see some like tourists some tourists in the boat on Amsterdam and they're like oh look over to your left and then she's being like hauled out the bo- the river man it's like pretty <laughs> I don't scary I've man got I don't like, know questions about that like first of all of course that's really grim like seeing that as a kid but like how does she end up in there like did she because I don't know when yeah, she's window. doing that cause, no because like. If you think it's a bomb, then like she like maybe gets blown from where she is into the no, river. No, it's not a bomb. I, I mean, just, you know, just it's just Winton Win- Kid. From what we've already seen from Winton Kid, we can you know sort of they, we can assume they had some exotic way of dispatching her. You know, but she like but she's she seems to be in a really different setting than like Amsterdam beforehand and like. But they're both they're in Amsterdam. She's in Amsterdam the whole time. You sure? Like she's like giving yeah. some lesson or missionary thing. I don't know, but like yeah, she's she's, she's definitely she's yeah, definitely she's, It's just something I assume you're meant to just assume. Really, it's not like like no. with this. I mean, to be fair, of all films, this is not the one you have to think very hard about. 
I mean, for some and as well, things, uh, and they have a like. Them. This is what I quite like about Mr. Winking Kid. How like sadistic they are. There's, they have this like really sick banter, you know, where they're like, "Oh yeah, well, uh, uh, she did." Mrs. Whistler did say she wanted some pictures for the kids, you know, and she's he's like taking pictures of the body man being hauled out the river. It's like, oh, you know, yeah. these do guys. Do you reckon the, two, do you reckon the replacement? Do you reckon the these are perhaps like the illest Bond villains we have? You know, like <laughs> they're like they're you, sick, man. They're sick in there. Do you do you reckon that Swords got refund for that like little boats all they had or? <laughs> what part? Can you imagine not, uh, companies not liable are they for uh, corpses being hauled out? Yeah. Well, anyway, then we get Bond rocking up in Amsterdam. Yeah, well, actually, first dressing. we get Peter Franks, um, and then we get Bond rocking up. Sees Money Penny. They have a bit of banter. Yeah, she's got. This is this is the thing as well. The reason why I, I don't know why I, I always just like notice that she's wearing that hat. The reason is because she uh, had actually dyed her hair, so um, for no uh, for another role. But um, wow, yeah, she was almost recast in this film actually because she her agent uh, demands on her behalf that she was paid more because you know this is also they'd requested her to be in this film in the middle of her filming something else, so this kind of like stuffed up her schedule. And also, she wasn't paid much for the previous uh, entries either. So mm, interesting. Um, well, anyway, yeah, we get a, bit, a little bit of banter with her. I think she, uh, it's, you know, and it's nice to see Money Penny from the face. They have a bit of flirty, yeah. you know, I think that's quite funny, like their line. Anyway, um, so then yes, we go. I like and, that bit, though. Like when yeah, yeah, there. definitely. Then, then we go and meet, Bond goes and meets Tiffany Case. Hey, you missed out the hovercraft, man. Yeah, you get some yeah. stock footage of like a hovercraft as well, <laughs> lest yeah. we forget. Not the last time we'll see a hovercraft. Um, but there, yeah, Bond goes to meet Tiffany Case. Played by Jill St. John, and that is our connection with Batman 66 because she's in the very oh, first the episode. Oh. She, uh, well, actually, at, for this film, they also approached Adam West uh, to be Bond. And no! He, they, they offered him the role, <laughs> and he said he denied, he, he basically turned it down because he said, no, Bond has to be played by a British person. Yeah, well, so, fair play. Oh, yeah. can you imagine that? Can you imagine <laughs> that? Oh, don't gas me, man. But, but like, he did the right thing. Yeah, man. But if any American was ever going to play Bond, apart from Ryan Gosling, then yeah, Adam West, James Brolin. Yeah, um, well, you know, you had to, you had to tell, you had to deliver me the news that Timothy Dalton could have been Alfred, but you know. Yeah, true, true. Well, anyway, gonna, either way, um, yeah, um, either way, yeah, Jillson John, yeah. she's also she's in the very first Batman episode in the TV series in 1966. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's that is it's still always interesting, and you know her character in this film, it's weird because I watched a documentary about the Bond women, Bond girls, and it was presented by the one from um, the, uh, the Living Daylights, and Jillson John appears in this interview. Not all of them do, just a handful, but Jillson John, she's like, she takes a lot of pride in her uh, appearance in this film, and it's funny because she sees she saw her her characters kind of being like not a bimbo and not like so some of the like yeah one of the first bond girls that kind of was like like was um not like an equal to bond but you know like was it was, was the beginning of like the independent sort of strong oh, yeah, bond. The, the real beginning which totally started in this film and not the one yeah that's the thing like it's weird because i quite i quite like tiffany case i think she's quite it's weird it's a weird one she's like She's she carries a lot of like unfortunate Bond early Bond girl tropes, um, where it is quite easy to label her as a bimbo, which she is a lot of the time. But 
she just I, I quite like her though in a in a in some weird way. I think she's still like I like she's got a lot of attitude. I think she's a bit more of a fleshed out character than you know than what we've seen a lot of the time before. Obviously, putting aside uh, Tracy, um, I think this is she's she's actually got a bit more to do than most Bond girls that we've seen so far. And I think from that point of view, I think she is, you know, uh, memorable for those kind of reasons. And obviously uh, a redhead as well. And we do get a funny comment from Bond in this scene where, where he got because she changes her wigs, you know. And he goes, well, if the collars and the cuff match, then, you know. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> just joke I didn't get for a long time until recently. Yeah. You know? There's a combination of all the gingers he's met throughout the previous films. And, uh, and yeah, and we finally get confirmed that he usually doesn't like gingers. So it's we quite fun. Um, yeah, unless the and, color and the cuff match, you know, yeah, yeah. and also in case the firelight is just right, you know. Um, <laughs> the other thing, as well, is uh, in the novel, actually, Tiffany Case is blonde, which is a reference to the beginning of this when, like, uh, she's originally blonde, and he was like, Yeah, when are you blonde when you just came in, you know, but could be like, um, the bit where she like gets the uh fingerprint of like James Bond on the glass, yeah, it's just like. Let me just... Yeah, let me just go to so, my cabinet where I have this here. I thought it was so weird when I was little. Like, I thought I didn't understand what she was doing at all. I thought, like, I thought, like, she was, like, maybe, I don't know, like. So you like you like this film because you didn't understand most of what was going on. And when you understood it, then you're like, oh, no, this is shit. Yeah, you could just, <laughs> like, switch off during it. So, like, this film, like. I thought she was like maybe a really big I don't know because later she says oh you just killed James Bond and then like, James Bond and fan. then um yeah she was like a big James Bond fan or something and then like was taking like his picture or something on the fingerprint on the glass and stuff and it's like just so she can have it or whatever and I'm like okay and yeah white to interpreter I guess yeah very yeah I just didn't get it I thought it was a bit long drawn out showing all that but whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she obviously then it cuts. I mean, the whole fingerprint thing is just so like you know you can have a chat with Q later on. He's peeling it off. He actually. Yeah, breaks. I love I love Q as yeah. well. Like he's on the phone. You just see they're like levering. Like they're just hovering to like missiles over a car. They're trying to put it in. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's an Aston Martin. It did look like a DB5, didn't it? it? You only get a little glimpse, but it did look like one, didn't it? Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, so. Budget can't afford to. And run I think that Q and during this conversation, Q goes, "Oh yeah, by the way, Peter Franks is on his way." So Bond's like, "Shit," you know, like drops the phone basically, um, and like basically long story. I mean, okay, there's quite a funny moment where Peter Franks, he Bond has to anticipate Peter Franks before he goes and meets um, Tiffany and blows his cover, and he does so, and they have like, there's an amusing. There's a lot of comedy. This is why this isn't like previous Bond films. This is like a 70s. There's a lot of like comedy slapstick stuff. Bond's like making out with himself. Sort and of it thing. only makes sense if you see it from behind, which doesn't make sense anyway. If you Yeah, I know. The angle just doesn't. But, it, you know, it, it, it raises a laugh every time, doesn't it? We all, we all laugh at that moment. He goes up and um, he pretends to like speak. He, oh, I don't know. He's like trying fooling Peter Franks. Uh, you are English. No, like... no, 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 I don't say that is the worst impression of a German accent I've ever heard in my life. Like... Ha, you need to watch uh, Sean Connery when he does a Russian accent in. No, but this is a specifically German. Red Dawn or like, horrible. Like... Yeah, but what do you expect? Sean Connery, sound like he can barely do an English accent, let alone anything else. And anyway, yeah. if you want to see a bad Sean Connery accent, watch. Uh, it's like. <laughs> infamous for being the worst accent in film history apart from i would shout kevin costner in 
Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Worst accent ever. But also Sean Connery trying to do a Russian accent. You can just imagine how that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to imagine, but, you know, I can. Well, anyway. Um, so, anyway, we do have quite an interesting fight, though, because Bond fights this Peter Franks. This is a good Franks fight, I'll say. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's very claustrophobic. It's very cramped. And what's interesting for me is there's no music at the beginning of it, and then they bring in some music towards the end. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's okay, isn't it? You thought it was anticlimactic? No, I don't like that music. But this is a funny thing as well. Peter Franks, uh, the actor, actually, um, he he actually he accidentally uh, tore off uh, Sean's uh, hairpiece in one of the takes they filmed this. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Yikes. Wow. Yeah, that must have been uh, interesting. Oh, oh. <laughs> that must have been funny, man. Um, but yeah, we have this. I, I'm sure I've seen this actor before somewhere as well. I'm going to look him up in a moment. But um, another one of those blonde henchmen, you know. No, I haven't seen him. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's sort of those one of those familiar faces. But uh, yeah, they have they have a fight, it, I, and it is a good fight, I think, considering like it's like in a cramped lift in in some Dutch motel, whatever that not motel hotel. Um, but either way, so um, Bond basically kills him, switches the ID, and then we get like like one of the one of the famous lines, you know, oh, you, you just killed James Bond, you know, it's like, did I, you know, oh, no one's indestructible, you know, I thought it was, yeah, That's it's quite terrible funny, because you know? it like, I don't know, it just sets off so many like inconsistencies later, like, like that was because you hear Roger, you hear some people criticize Roger Moore's films, then you ask, then when interviewed, Roger Moore's like. I mean, the prim- he's like, the premise is silly anyway. Like, he's supposed to be a secret agent in a world where everyone knows him. And I don't feel like everyone was supposed to know about him, but that line makes people believe that he's, like, famous in the world that he's in. And it's like... Yeah, but uh, she's that's the way it's criminal, like, so she would know, right? Yeah, but she's, criminals aren't supposed to know who he is. Otherwise, how could he infiltrate anything? Well, to be fair, if you've, like, knocked down, like, something like Spectre that many times, among other things, like... She's not really part of Spectre, though. I I know, but, like, you know, in the criminal underworld, like, you're bound to know there are certain people who you just never want to cross, like, in terms of spies, surely. Of course, but I think Bond would be known by name, but maybe at her level, not by face, you know? Maybe. Because it's not like they had the internet or anything, you know, they weren't passing around photographs. I think she probably knew him by name, someone told him about, you know, like, but by probably didn't know his face, probably. I don't know why I'm defending Diamonds Are Forever today, but, you know, here we are. Someone has to. (laughs) So, um, anyway, uh, Bond goes uh, goes and smuggles the diamonds uh, into a coffin. Well, he puts Peter Franks in the coffin, pretends it's his brother, Gets on yeah. a plane. Um, and, like, when he gets on the plane, he, there's, like, the most bait-spying thing ever. Like, they're all just chilling there on the plane. And, like, he, he, he like, um, goes to his seat. And then there's, like, this curtain. And then Mr. Kid, Mr. Kid is, like, just poking one glass out. It's so obvious. And then it's, like, okay, uh, does no one well, pick up on this? And Bond, like, sits on the on the seat that's closest to where Mr. Kid is as well. It's like, okay, like, this film, like, completely isn't taking itself seriously. Well, I mean, like, Tom, you do have to remember this is for an American audience, so... I mean, it's for, and I will say, I, I don't know, I liked it because you're like, oh, shit, you know, like... And, and yeah, that, it's, it's creepy, like, but, like... To be like, oh, what eye colour was he, you know, like... But, but also, Henry, did that shot not remind you of another... 
Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but if you're going to spy on someone, you're not going to, like, do that when they're entering your plane, like, see in the seat that's right in front of where you're doing it. Yeah, like, I know, but if James Bond so was a stupid. real spy, he wouldn't, you know, do half the stuff he does, so, you know. Yeah, but, like... That's the thing. Said, I think, I mean, Henry, a little less. So, but I, thought, I think I get the sense you're treating this film far more seriously than it treats itself. Yeah, but it shouldn't have to like treat itself as such a joke. But you're, you're not going to treat um, Octopussy seriously later on, are you? Yeah, I am because it has serious bits in it that are done well, rather than. But it has a lot of slapstick comedy in it as well. It's yeah, like it's they're got done, a lot of serious in, things. It's got like the camel the right and all that, that stuff. That's like, not that's not like, real. Ex- well, to be fair, you do have to strike a very fine balance in this as well, though. And I think this this film tips way too far one way. Like, like when Blofeld himself was like a joke. Now, okay, now again, this is just, I, I agree with you. If when it we delete the entire villain from a Bond film, it's be an all right film. You know, it's nothing. I, I, gr- no, I agree with you about everything to do with Blofeld. I can't wait to hammer him later on. But I think apart from Blofeld, I think all this stuff. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. But all this stuff in Amsterdam so far has been pretty decent. Peter Franks and just I think this has all been okay so far. I could I could have lived with that. And really. Winter Kid, you know, I think they bring like a Winter good edge. Winter Kid, to it. fair enough. But like when Tiffany Case, I don't know, she just like her character switches up so much. Like at some points she's like supposed to be in control of like the business and stuff, and then and then she just freaks out when Bond like trolls her with like his ID card put placing on someone else like, and she doesn't notice that happening either. It's like really like it feels re- a bit contrived and like she just I don't know like it just doesn't hold up in my opinion. Well, like, anyway, I mean that... the one thing I do find funny is that like she uh, supposedly had just picked up the diamonds from um, little old lady yesterday. And uh, had like already arranged them in the chandelier that fast, you know. But I don't know. Maybe well, anyway, uh, Bond's on the plane. Uh, Winton Kid are right behind him on his tail. Then uh, he goes and meets yet another Felix Leiter. For sure, the most forgettable Felix Leiter of yeah, all you know, time. I, so... I actually, could, I was like looking at this guy and I was like, is that Felix Leiter? Like, I know he's just said his name is Felix Leiter, but he. I, this the guy is the most forgettable face I've ever seen, man. This is the thing as well, because yeah. I always remembered, for some reason in my mind, I remembered that it was Shane Rimmer uh, as Felix Leiter in this film. And for some reason... Shane like, Rimmer? I'm a special Shane Rimmer, uh, he is in Batman Begins, the guy in uh, Water Control. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Also, okay. yeah. Anyway, um, among other things, he was also in Young Live Twice. But anyway... And the thing is, he is in this film. He's just like Felix Leiter's buddy along with like some other guy. And it's like, they're all so... Oh, I was going to say, I thought you were saying Shane Rimmer was Felix Leiter. That, that's why I got confused. I yeah, he is he like... I, I, yeah, no, I did recognise him later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remembered him as, as Felix Leiter in this film. I was just like, oh, never mind. There are like three kind of Felix Leiter clones here. So, you know. Yeah, that's right. So obviously they go and um, they sh- they show, they check out this uh, the body um oh, they no. go and then you know bond is shown to a hearse with these three american guys they yeah. go and drive off and uh go on henry i know you <laughs> you want to it was the uh the light the, to be with these gangsters you know they're like yeah hey, you want to sit in the front mr franks so that's smooth the ride in the front and then you know there's the, the one guy in the back yeah because he's like you know uh like you know because you're you know the, the stiff uh the deceased you know yeah he's like yeah um, that's quite funny. Like, <laughs> the guy in the back's just like, "Yeah, I have a brother," and he's like, "Yeah, small world." You know, it's just like. By the way, know, with Shane Rimmer, I've just looked him up on IMDb. So yeah, he's in Batman Begins. 
You Only Live Twice, Live and Let Die, The Spy Love Me, Diamonds Are Forever, and... Live and Let Die? Star Wars. When was he in Star Wars, man? Which one? I don't know. He's he's in the original Star Wars, like the first one, so... Nice to know. Yeah, just... I I mean, I'm not going to bother looking any further than that, but according to IMDb, he plays a part in that film. So maybe he's a stormtrooper or something. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing him. Bless him. Um, Anyway... So then they go and uh, they go to where Henry is right now. Morton slumbers. Uh, yeah. I mean, what kind of name is that? Man? Morton slumbers. Yeah. Mort's Mort, 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 like, it means like death in French. And then he's like, no, I don't think this, this scene sucked, man. Why do you think it sucked? It did this suck. Because so this guy, because it's like, it's such like, why it have to be done like this? Like this. Because it's guy a with complete really, facade. It's just like the dentist really, scene from It's just like the guy in South Africa that, it's exactly the same thing. It's just this facade, like they're just going through the motions, just doing euphemisms for diamonds, basically. That's the whole point. They're just like, they all know. Yeah, but when it's done just... so many times, just like, yeah, I kind of, you know. No, I liked it. It's, it's just it's like, like the same but... thing over and over. I liked it. It's the guy's almost, got like, like a really pun, like a really bad pun of a name as well. It's like, um, and then it's like, oh, and it's just like another sequence in these events that's just like, you know, is this really necessary? And, I don't really like the connotations it has behind it as well. Like, like every everyone this type of setting is like somehow shifty behind the scenes. And it's like, um, not yeah, really. And they're the, all part of a diamond smuggling operation. And then like, and then like, no, that's not what I mean. But like, when he puts it in the uh, garden, um, and then the, you get another like, there's too many people in this chain. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, and then later it just the chain of, I don't know, the chain of people just kind of gets forgotten. Like. The smuggling it's like okay yeah, and kind of throw it out the window at some point like, and it just i don't know it just it doesn't really work well and it takes a bit too much well, what do you mean this is like an international diamond smuggling chain like what do you this of course and it's yeah like, but they don't really across... they don't yeah, really you could have a smuggling it. chain in goldfinger but you know they just didn't bother because they just had yeah it but that's the Walmart. point you, this no but this is this you don't i think this actually makes this this actually strengthens this, the this, film. Film. this is the better part of the film because you have bond trying to infiltrate a diamond smuggling ring this is genuine espionage stuff you know yeah it's half trying you know yeah like the thing what i reckon is like they couldn't get like a talented enough like actor or something to like like go gut throat to like sell the um whole thing being his scheme and him like importing stuff underhand like they get all these like random characters like and just try and have them make a chain like and yeah, that's it really. What, like, what I will say, I think it does start to get a bit silly when you get onto the next, you know, um, link in the chain. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, um, yeah, I think well, we, it's, worth, it's worth discussing the whole. Crewmate bond. So that's yeah, it. yeah. Now that I mean, come on, man, you can't tell me that wasn't like scary as fuck, man. Yeah, like I did yeah, think was he scary, wasn't going to make like, out. The way that there, he gets it? out is just the fact that. All right. Yeah, when he gets out, it's stupid. But I think again, like. <laughs> But even that is, even that is like, okay, it's stupid because the, the that loudmouth American is just, oh, you know, da, 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 you know, it's just okay. Now, now that was really like, just what the fuck. But um, after that, Bond, he's like, oh, you give me the real money, I'll give you the real diamonds. You wouldn't burn fifty grand, you know. And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I think this is all like, this is all like, de- this not bad. I, I, I we, we, I, don't worry, I'm gonna be with you slaughtering Blofeld later on. But you have to give this stuff credit. This isn't bad. I think they just, I know, they just tried to fill it out, I think, like the runtime yeah, with the, a bit the with all these characters. 
the novel itself made about 40 minutes worth of the actual content in this film. There's just the rest of it feels like they're trying to pack it with other stuff. Like this could have been. Yeah, but, but, but put it this way. Would you have preferred this film if it had more Blofeld? I don't no, think so. I would have preferred this film if it was shorter, you know. I'd have preferred yeah, this I agree. Film but if... I, you know, I would. But if you're going to shorten this film, I would cut out all the Blofeld stuff long well, before I cut any of like You got this international diamond smuggling chain that's like past the parcel for half the film. And it's just like yeah, but do you? Right, do you I don't know. I think there is something interesting about, it, and there's so much comedy happening as well during it, where it's all like this tongue-in-cheek. Like, oh yeah, you know. But ashes, should it be comedic if it, not you like this film can't decide whether it wants to be like serious or not. It's like. It's oh, not serious at there's all. A dime, there's nothing there's a serious about this film. Thing, you, but the only got, thing there's a comedy in it as well when we're like doing like disposing of this body over here, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, like, and this film, like, I don't know. It should really embrace. I don't know. It just doesn't really do either really well. I think. No, like, no. Do you know what? I'm going to say it straight away. Yeah, this this is not a serious film, and it never pretends to be. The only thing that you need to embrace that fact. That's the embracing that needs to happen. And you, Henry, as well. I, I yeah, see you. It's not serious. You know, the, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of me when we were reviewing The Suicide Squad. I was taking it too seriously. I mean, I still don't like it, but I, I, yeah, I was I taking it too seriously. Film, but it's still bad, you know, like... You like yeah, if you were gonna if you were gonna yeah okay I'm not saying you were gonna good, be, but it's not that bad be, if you were gonna be so lenient on this film you shouldn't have been so harsh by that logic you shouldn't have been so harsh on Casino Royale as well because that had all the stupidity in it but it was no, a Casino Royale was just plain dumb it, was, it didn't even have it basic a, story writing it was a, <laughs> it didn't it even a, have a beginning middle and an end it yeah didn't but even at, have least, a at least it, plot. at least it admitted it was a spoof and like. Yeah, like this doesn't even yeah, do but that. This, it tries this is, to... Like I said, this is Bond in the seventies. This you get it. Yeah, this is, you so have is to treat. I think you, you're treating this in the same breath as like on Majesty's Secret Service or yeah, Gold. When it's more, it's more, it's more in the same do. breath. It's more in the same spirit of um, the Spy Who Loved Me or Moonraker or or uh, Octopussy. It's it's much more Roger yeah, Moore. But what's the difference? You know? The difference between the difference in time between those two films is much bigger than you know. The one that just came beforehand. And I think the other 70s Bond films are like more seriously and better handled as well. Like you get Live and Let Die right after this, and that's like, I don't know. I, I, agree, I agree on that point. I think, I think what I'm trying to say is like that I'm trying to defend this film a little bit because it feels like a bit of a trans. It, this is like a transitional period film. You know, it's Bond transitioning from being serious to more comedy and then later on you know a couple of decades down the line we'll come back to it where it, it starts going transitioning from comedy to serious again and it struggles there again i think this film is just sort of the bridging point you know and that's why it falls down a bit this is why i don't think it's a great film if i was rating this out of 10 i would give it probably a five you know that's generous that's the thing you reckon that's generous but i think that's that's quite fair i don't think it's i don't think it's terrible at all but anyway, well, you know, anyway, we're, going, we're moving on. Um, so yeah, they try and burn, they try and burn Bond alive, which I think is like, yeah, That's all right. yeah, it's scary, man. They got so um, many bad puns as well while they're, um, yeah, well, they're like they're, they're the whole. Place. <laughs> Bad, that's but. the whole yeah that's the whole shtick man yeah i know um, i think it's a good thing it's... so then they go to okay now willard white tower man Does I like willard... White bit, but... when i was younger man I, I like willard white for me was just like um a byword for trump man it's like let's put trump in this film but not trump this is a willard, well, willard white. white when i see the casino and stuff that's that is basically how i imagine trump like b before he got political 
Well, Will of Light was based off of uh, a real life guy. Uh, I forgot what his name was, but it wasn't Donald Trump. Uh, no, it but, wouldn't have been Trump, but it would have been someone like that, you know. Yeah, someone like that. But the guy who plays Will of Light was actually an employee of that guy. Uh, and he was like, you know, a little bit like worried about playing a basically a spoof version of his boss, you know. So. Wow, that is interesting. Um, but Bond goes in there. White tuxedo, which I think is a first since Goldfinger, if I'm not mistaken. Could have sworn George Lazenby wore one at like for one second. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't know, maybe so. no, it wasn't at the wedding. Uh, maybe I'm just imagining it. Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, I think this is a very nice tuxedo in this in this one. Um, goes in uh, there's like a shady tree in his acorns. You know, that's like the next link of the chain. And, and this is where it gets like this. This is where I grant. You know, this is where it's like, okay, come on, man. Yeah, know. why do we need to see this? This guy's a stand-up guy. You know. <laughs> Yeah, man. You're about a lousy um, audience. It's just like nice. Do you know what? When I was okay. younger, I thought that this film like this confused me. Like again, like because I thought. Why this did was... you like this film? Oh, I hear you slagging it off from like a young age, and you love this you is your was second favorite film. When he was the president or something. I thought yeah, I thought it was the real White House. Like I was like, oh okay, like yeah, this is the White what? House, guys. And like later, when I was like someone, I don't know, I just realized that it wasn't. It was like okay. One it's one thing that, that Shady uh, did actually say that was kind of funny was the fact that you know been trying to reach you know like Will of Light but you know he's not answering he's playing Monopoly with real buildings you know like yeah, yeah by the way and, that's uh, like trying to find a, is it is it him that makes the joke oh it's like trying to find a virgin on a maternity ward or something like yeah, that yeah something like that yeah I mean okay I mean it's just it's just it's really, not unfunny it's, it's just, just like, no 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 it's funny but it's like why is this in a Bond film yeah <laughs> and, but, and by um, the way that that scenario would never play out in real life it'd be like. Because this guy like owns this company, right? So surely he'd have like board meetings and stuff. So like, he would not. <laughs> How could he get away with manage it? You know who 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 would have board meetings? Willard White and like his Bruce entertainment... Wayne manages to avoid all his meetings. I don't know. Like, he doesn't really. I mean, you couldn't. I've never heard of anybody in real life being able to do that, and it's like, okay. Well, exactly. Well, can, they definitely always, exist. You just don't hear of them. Not every, not every billionaire well, has like an yeah, Musk. Yeah, the thing, Tom. Like, you know, uh, the guy who owns the company doesn't always manage the company. That's what he pays a manager for. Okay, oh. Bert Saxby in this. And case. anyway, it's not like he completely disappears. He he conducts business on the phone, and he's got a uh, Bert as well. So you know, yeah, Bert Saxby. Bert Warb. Well, yeah. By the way, I find Bert Saxby. Tom is fired. He's like this oh, man, the amount character. of like poking fun at Americans in this film is is hilarious. It's funny because it's meant to market it to them as well. It's just like yeah, mocking. yeah, yeah. But it's like subtly mocking them as well. You well, know, not really but I, th- I think like a line like that, "Don't be fired." I reckon Americans love that, and then we're all just like, "Hi, you idiots!" <laughs> <laughs> like this film, I don't know. Willard White is a character so irritating for me because if you think about, it, he's like he doesn't say a single line in this film in like a normal turn of vote tone of voice. He just shouts it. And it's like, well, that's kind of who he is though. Yeah. yeah it's but like, like basically J- Sheriff J.W. Pepper before Sheriff J.W. Pepper. Man. It's I just like, know, like, it's just like well in the, the long line, the bond American allies that are idiots, you know, just like for a bit of comedy, you know? Yeah. But then it's allies are supposed to be useful. Not like some like bum. I don't know. Like, I don't know, it's just delivered very poorly because this guy's meant to be in a serious position which much of the plot revolves around. Yeah, but so I don't like, think... But he's just not, and it's like, okay. Yeah, but but like just to basically replace this guy with Trump and imagine how he'd behave, you know, like... 
this guy isn't exactly like a secret agent or anything. He, he's like a, literally a multi-millionaire or billionaire, you know, like. Yeah, I'll grant just... you that. Anyway. But anyway, um, so Shady's killed by Winton Kid, of course. Yeah, which in a well, deleted scene was meant to be with a water pistol, which turned out to be a real gun. Nice. Yeah. I think I wish I, I'd have kept those deleted scenes, man, and then just get rid of fucking Blofeld, man. But anyway, yeah. um, then oh, we okay. go and meet Bond yeah. goes and meets Plenty O'Toole. So, Plenty of Tool so is a terrible way. character. Like, she slows the plot down so much, and it's just she's so useless. She Can, and like later on, because of a deleted scene, she like messes up the plot as well a little bit. And like she could have yeah, like she one. should not could she should have been like taken out of the film. Like there was no yeah. reason for her at all. Well, most uh, unnecessary um, character ever. And yeah, and we all know why she's there. Yeah, but, yeah. It's like, in, come on, like, in the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, just like it's just embarrassing, man. This is this what this is the sort of stuff which is why Bond has so many parodies. You get rid of her, you completely like delete that character from the film. You're already like you're already making the film just better, you know. I mean, it's just, the just thing stupid. Is, this 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 was like you know made uh, her in this film also made it a bit difficult because Sean for some reason decides to date both her and Jill St. John at the same time during the production of this film. Which went, you know, about as well as you can imagine when they both found out. What? Uh, so this this started a decades long feud between the two, and you know, yeah. I did not know that at all. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Well, this is according to IMDb trivia, so you, it must <laughs> be real. Wow. Wow. Well, anyway, either way, uh, you do get this great line though. He goes, "Oh, you've caught me with more than my hands up." I thought that was quite. Yeah. That was very funny. That's quite um, funny. The dialogue, I think they had a different dialogue writer in this film as well, and the film you just... Think? And, I don't know, it feels a bit more, like, witty in certain places as well, but, like, at the same time, while it's more like that, I think, um, I don't know, with the plot and stuff and some of the characters involved, like, it's a bit, like, not believable. Like, if you had really, like, I don't know, I don't know. I don't want to say it, but like good, better actors in this in these positions, like saying stuff like this, you believe it a bit more. But I don't know something about the characters and the delivery and like how stuff is like to execute. It just doesn't. I've, I've got make, one word for you, Tom. Doesn't. It's American. just poor. It's poor. Like I'm not even American. I don't care if it's American. Like that's no excuse to make a bad Bond. Americans film. Like, in a Bond film in a seventies Bond film. What are you expecting, mate? Yeah, I don't know. Thing, I'm the, sure the they like deliberately. They deliberately the cast these guys and they deliberately give them lines just to contrast them to like the elite superior, funnier Bond. You know. Well, um, I'll stick with that then. If if that's the only way we're going to make sense of it. But anyway, uh, so anyway, so then he, anyway, Bond goes to meet uh, Tiffany again, and then like, um, yeah, yeah, because she's drowned in her pool. She's like, "What's my wig doing in the pool?" And it's like, "Oh no, that's someone." Yeah, like the tone shifts like in in one millisecond. It's like, "Oh my brown, my wig's in the in the yeah, pool." It's like just a dead person there. It's like. And then it's just like really deep for like the yeah. next moment. It's yeah. like, okay. The thing is as well, because like the camera pans like and it's like, oh, she's actually tied to you think it'd be like a block of concrete, like you know, cat you know, classic American yeah, concrete shoes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just literally like like a plank of wood or something. Like <laughs> I don't know why. Do you know what do you know what in the filming of this this thing? They actually drowned her. They nearly like she nearly drowned actually. Like yeah, when there was she, she, like because what they didn't prestige. what they didn't know is like 
the pool was like a bit uneven at the bottom. So like when they put her at one end with the thing, like it started slowly sliding down and the directors didn't know about it. So like she was like low key, like starting, like she would have drowned eventually. And then like it, they, they only managed to get her out in time and before it realized. Dive in and save her. Well, we don't know. But what he does do is uh, slap a woman when uh, Tiffany starts questioning him. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sean Connery back again, man. Just... Yeah, literally, man. It, it must have been in his contract stipulated to have to slap at least one woman, you know. That guy's out of control, man. Well, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Bond, uh, Bond goes to the circus. Not for the last time, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But um, I think this this is, uh, yeah, it is what it is. It is it's Bond in the circus. I mean, really, that kind of says it all. Uh, Tiffany has to go and like retrieve the diamonds. Goes to this water balloon stuff. Yeah. There's some comedy here. It's uh, it's nothing that special. Yeah, you got yeah. She's standing next <laughs> to Harry Potter. You know. You do yeah. That's yeah. right. You do have like like 40, 50 years earlier. You have the Putin meme. You know, like the stretched out Putin dance, man. Like, yeah, these two agents. Yeah, just like you know, like in a in a mirror. You know, like one of the funny mirrors at a circus. You know. I mean, it's literally the Putin meme, man. Um, so like um, you have like a pretty yeah, racist like for mentioning it this year. Yeah, you have yeah you have a pretty racist gorilla sort of. That is yeah, this is literally the most like racist that. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like probably like Birth of a Nation is less racist than this. A ton of black lady. <laughs> Having said gorilla. that, that probably was going on in America back then. Would not surprise me at all if that was a real act. And we got and some just like, oh, yeah, like, That's the thing. I saw I, I like. Um, I saw an image of this from uh, this film, like the actual gorilla-like costume. I'm pretty sure it's the same one as an octopusy. I just reuse the prop. Probably interesting, but like, but, uh, yeah, this, this is, most this is one of the most racist things ever captured on film. Yeah, and they got like a dodgy German scientist as well. Exploring. Yeah, this guy. Is <laughs> there's always a danger? <laughs> this is where they got the inspiration from for the uh, Spectre scientist in the uh, No Time to Die. You know. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what I it, the memory invoked for me as well. Anyway, um, so yeah, plenty drowned in Tiffany's pool. We covered that. Um, okay, so they go and find the diamonds. Basically, um, they go and ha- they, Tiffany goes and hands it off or into some airport suitcase thing. It ends up on the back of a van. Bond sneaks onto the back of this van. Yeah. Uh, long story short. Um, he sees oh yeah he goes so he infiltrates basically this secret location this secret like where where they're assembling lab yeah this is where it does get stupid this is like the plot culmination of like this whole diamond smuggling thing which is quite interesting for me at least up until now because then you realize oh it's all going on to this satellite which is yeah, being it has to be diamonds like, you know like they can just cut like glass or something like that fucking ridiculous man but uh you do have this like another sort of german scientist sort of thing going Dr. on here Metz. yeah, yeah. Dr. Metz. He likes- he's so annoying in this film man why couldn't they just cut because yeah, it also- later on it's like he's trying to be a good guy but it's just like just cut him out as well like that would have helped this- the uh the second bond uh, cameo of um ed bishop just randomly here is klaus hergesheimer oh yeah which is <laughs> place- the guy who plays captain Blue, ed bishop. Voice. yeah and he's also uh command stroker and ufo um, the funny thing is, as well, he, uh, uh, what was it? It was a joke between, um, I think, Tom Mankiewicz, who, like, wrote the film, 
uh, or the screenplay because uh, Guy Hamilton couldn't remember. Whenever he couldn't remember who someone was, he'd call him Hergesheimer. So that's why they made this character and named him that. So. Oh, that's funny. It's quite um, funny, the bit where, like, James Bond blags his way in and then, like, he leaves and the real guy comes in and there's like they're all like what the fuck yeah it's just like rotation like it's some sort of like like uh sitcom you know like the way it pops yeah out. it literally is like it goes out one door and the other one opens up it's like stage play man i think doctor like the doctor Metz, i think he's like a useful idiot who makes up with like for like poor writing for the plot it's like yeah. oh yeah we just happen to have this genius who can make this ridiculous satellite work and we can fool him well, into for thinking it's piece, good right thing. And it's like, yeah. It's they do, you know, now you mentioned it, they, they did pretty much copy and paste him into No Time to Die, didn't they? Yeah, more or less. Either but intentionally or not. Now, when did the moon landing happen? Remind me. 69. Supposedly. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, when that thing happened. <laughs> Why was this in the film? Like, now, this is the thing. Like, okay, now, like, completely <laughs> whatever. Like, uh, if you're into conspiracy theories or not, whatever. This is the first Bond film after the moon landing. And I always thought this Why like they spawned have this in all... bit about the moon landing being always... on the no, fake no, no. stage. I always thought as a kid, and all, and I, I never had anything to do, to get rid of this theory. Like that, this was where all the fake moon landing theories spawned from. Like they just yeah, like this. This is the original invention. Yeah, yeah. we can like um, yeah film it. This guy's film it. So uh, what if the government filmed it or something like that? And then uh, it's like. Know. It's so unnecessary. It's like, what what profit is there to do this? Well, a little bit of a little bit of trivia about the moon landing. Stanley Kubrick was actually such a perfectionist when they made him fake the moon landing. Uh, they actually made him. They, he told them to film it on set, so you know, at location. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm not going to go into it today, but uh, there is a lot of you can do your own research. Just Google yeah, Stanley Kubrick research, moon landing. The Shining, Eyes Wide Shut. You know, into the rabbit hole, man. Yeah, but, by yeah. the way, the Earth is flat. And, yeah, uh, well, yeah, but yeah, the, the moon, uh, yeah, so we have this like moon landing stuff happening, predictive programming. Anyway, uh, then the we get the very infamous uh, moon buggy chase. Yeah, the less said about this, the better, man. It's just yeah, like we could just, it is really goofy and like it's so, it's a bit boring as well. Like, they just there's some generic police cars that just kind of follow it out, and it's like. And it's so unbelievable that these couldn't catch up to the thing as well. Oh, well, like, look at the uh, terrain. I mean, this thing is built for this kind of terrain, to be fair, you know. Yeah, but other than that, it's like... Um, With like a top speed of like 15 miles an hour, you know. I yeah, literally. Like, this Even Roger Moore would struggle pulling this off, I believe. But yeah. anyway. Should have um, been Dalton, you know. And, and then you immediately so get onto another well. chase, a much better car chase, I think, which is uh, in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, the uh, the guy who's but, like Sheriff J.W. Pepper's like cousin or something. Yeah, Sheriff. Well, his other cousin because he's yeah. already got a cousin. But um, what this is quite a good car chase, apart from the fact you can see literally half of America is lined up on the streets like watching this being filmed, and it yeah. just completely takes me out of it. There's, 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 you know, because they obviously probably filmed this at like 4 a.m. or something, right? So the streets are clear. And then you've just got like all these people lining, literally, literally lining the streets, watching this James Bond film being like, you know, produced it in, you know, on um, on location. It just takes you out of it so much. Just like there's just like hundreds of people just on looking on like why would that it's just it just really takes me out of it, it just ruins it well there's a little uh, tidbit about this 
Guy Hamilton hated like massive American cars, so he tried to destroy as many as possible during this film. So, wow, they they have like a creative idea that's just kind of executed poorly. I think in this is when they like go into a car park and have a chase yeah. there, and it's like I don't know the way it's shot. Like there's one shot where it's just like on the whole car park for like yeah. way too long, and it just makes the thing look really. Yeah, but they reuse that shot as well. Not not the actual footage, but the same shot like angle and everything. It's just like. It's it's like a very slow chase. I feel it's not. Yeah. Like... When you think of Bond car chases, that's probably one of the last things you'd ever think of. It's well, like... to be fair, these are last more than thirty seconds of like a Thunderball, you know. Yeah, true. They do put it is somewhat memorable because they do pull off a pretty good stunt um, yeah. as well. Don't it's they? a shame that they kind of stuffed it though, because like they filmed it them him going in one way into like this. You know, for those who haven't seen it, he drives a car like onto a ramp and then balances it sideways almost. Goes through like a, a dead end, like whatever. Goes through an alleyway, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. like somehow, some like the biggest movie mistake ever, like yeah, because they filmed it the wrong way on the other side. How do you do that? How do you make a cock up of that scale? Just they're just super, like, and they even try and like somehow show it happening. There's like a shot where it goes from like yeah. Tiffany to Bond, and it's just like how, though? Uh, like? Yeah, it's, well, it's anyway. just also yeah. There's like. They have such contempt for the intelligence of the audience. It's like, yeah, this could happen in the middle of an alleyway. Yeah, Don't question Sh- it, guys. Sean, though, uh, Sir Sean Connery, actually, he had he had such a good time like filming in Las Vegas, apparently, because he he like you know he but basically he did Las Vegas. everything you could possibly do like there. Um, he played like played loads of golf. You know, he, he was gambling. In fact. There was like there was a scene uh, which they meant to film, which got delayed because he won so much of the slot machine. He had to like spend time, actual time, collecting his winnings. So that's uh, in big contrast to George Lazenby's luck in the casino, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, true. <laughs> Poor bloke. Well, yeah. anyway. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, so then Bond uh, basically gets in. Bond and Tiffany they get to the White House and. Um, uh, Felix Light is there. He's trying to cover up because he doesn't want to, like, you know, wrongly accuse uh, Willard White, whatever. Um, so Bond goes and he takes matters into his own hands. He ascends the White House. Yeah, this gave me vertigo, man. This gives you like um, fear of heights, man, because you got it's yeah. so well shot. Um, how he's like out there and you have this backdrop of uh, Las Vegas there, and good, it's, good it's like, whoa, like that really looks good, man. They filmed that really well, like very clever how they did that. Because like he's using his Python gun as well, right? Which like I would not trust. Like the first shot where it goes into concrete, it's like barely in there, you know. But like in the original, <laughs> in the original script, he would have said uh, like muttered under his breath, breath, you know, like Q. If I fall, I'll kill you, you know. Which I'm ashamed. It's a shame they took that out of the film, but. Yeah. Um. So then, basically, he 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 climbs up into some office which has a toilet roll there as well. Um, yeah. Which. And... Uh, well, I was going to use that uh, gap as an opportunity to introduce the license. Oh, with. let's do it. I want to play a game. I want to play a game. Yeah. If I'd like to remind everyone of the scores, um, so far Tom has won the first four, James won the last two, so. Uh, this is the seventh one of the uh, seven question quiz for a 007. Anyway, so question one. What was the budget of this film? Mm, I'm really lost. 12 million. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say... 
I'm not sure between 15 and 20. Uh, I'll say 15. James, you were close. It was uh, still quite far off, though. It was 7.2 million. So Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that's is... so weird. Like, usually with franchises, you get, like, the 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 budget more, always right? ascends as as like a rule generally this is like all over the place man yeah. but it makes the quiz a lot better to be fair yeah true but this is like this box office just depresses me how much do you think it made in the box office i'll uh, i'll give you a hint and uh on the Manchester secret service made 82 million i reckon this rate in because of american audience uh i'm gonna go 100 and how how much was what's the best so far? Gold the most right? so far, I think, was Thunderbolt. It was uh, 141 million. Mm, I'm going to go 150. I'm going to say 100, uh, maybe 110, 120, because this is like, I don't think it, maybe 100, I don't know, 100. I'll say 115 because this is like 15, not 50. Like, because this film, like, I don't feel like it did as well as because it had like a lot of inconsistency and stuff going from George Lazenby and then bringing Shawkan. So I think that might have hurt it a little bit, but Final we'll answers, see. Both of you? Yep. Tom, you are almost on on the dot there. It's 116 million. Oh, and nice. also, James, if that was true, if it was 150 million, it'd be the highest grossing Bond film of all time. So, I mean, by this point. For the point, yeah. Well, I, I, well, okay, fine. One, one all. Okay. Now, how much was Sean paid for this film? I think I remember this. It is minuscule compared to Daniel Craig, still, which makes the whole payment thing really re- stupid, anyway. No, uh, this is unheard of for the time, like this. Yeah, one. I know for the time, but still, when you look at it without inflation, I think it was one point five million. I'm not sure. Yes. Is Tom spot on there, or uh, is it worth me guessing? You can guess. You can guess. Um, obscene for the time. Well, shit. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Oh. This is money in there. Well, the budget was seven point two million. I'm gonna go one million. Are you gonna change your answers? Even nope. slightly. Well, you want us to, so we can. Uh, you can have a winner. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. Oh, come on, you can't say that. <laughs> uh, well, you're, gonna... not, you're not fine. I'll, because you both got exact the equal distance between to the right answer. So you paid, what, 1.25? 1.25, but in order to actually, you know, break the draw, how much is that in today's money? Oh, my gosh. Uh, going to say... 10 million? 11.5 million, I don't know. James, it was 9.2. So. Oh, no. Oosh. Yeah. Well, sorry to disappoint you there, Tom. Go on then. Anyway, how many gangsters were in Bond's room? Uh, three. No. Five. Yeah, no, I'm going to say, yeah, no, four. Tom, you're right. It was four. Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> how many wins do you need to win that dog that uh, Tiffany won? 24. 24. I said it first. Come on, man. No, I said it first. What are you on about? We have this literally recorded, so we can stop it now, listen to it back, and find out. All right? All right. <laughs> yeah, ref is okay, back okay, from huh? VAR, and I have to say, it was James who said it first. <laughs>
it's not for, I, i'm putting that down to inter, internet because on yeah, well, my yeah. end it was you snooze you lose anyway you can still win it don't mind me uh, ref is incompetent i'll drop my pen right say about that what you will anyway so, so what's it now two all or three two it's a uh, three two to you at the moment you can get the prestigious title of uh winning this if uh, you win how many times uh during the scene with klaus hergesheimer and that whole bit in the lab how many times did they say the word radiation shield you mean Three. just him or sean connery as well well in total and uh, james already got it spot on so oh, sorry <laughs> Oosh, come Great. on come on Ant. this uh this last hey. one for last one for pride how many successful assassinations did Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid pull off? Three. Um, four, I don't know. Yeah, Tom, I'm going to go four then. Tom got his final answer as four first. Because so right. uh, they also blew up the guys in the helicopter, remember? So. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, who were they? Oh, a shady First one, the uh, dentist bloke. Second, people in the helicopter. Then the little old lady. And that's uh, five, you dick. Huh? That's five, then, isn't it? No, no, because no, of Shady Tree. Yeah, so Shady Tree, the woman, the two blokes in the helicopter, and the dentist. No, I only count. No, I didn't say people. I said assassinations. So that was that counts as one assassination. Well, whatever I want anyway. So I okay. am very careful with my wording when it comes to Mate, this. Mate, this is though. like the ultimate comeback, man. It was 4-0. I was 4-0 down and it's 4-3 now. 4 all if well, you can well, see Yeah, off. well, if it doesn't matter, then stop mentioning Casino Royale. Yeah, well, true. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just, so, uh, just enjoy, enjoy that for what it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so now we're reunited with Blofeld. So, Henry, I'll let you... Uh, I know you've been looking forward to this one, so go ahead. Fuck Charles Gray, I'm just saying. Charles Gray is shit, bro. Like, why Why was... You know, and he got this role off the off the back of supposedly a really great, memorable performance in You Only Live Twice, which is also, like... He's... I don't know if he's even less useless as... I think he can't be more useless than Henderson. The only useful thing he does is die. And Blofeld... You know, like... As, but why, why was he... Why is he Blofeld? He's so bad. He's so bad. There's nothing good. He's just like a joke. Like he's like you know Austin Powers Blofeld <clears throat> equivalent. Doctor Evil. Doctor right? Evil. Doctor Evil is above Blofeld, man. In terms of seriousness, Charles Gray yeah, Blofeld. At least Doctor Evil is mini me, you know. Doctor. At least Doctor Evil was bald. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least they got that. He right. had a scar, man. You know, like he had something. Like Charles Gray's rubbish, man. He's just. Way too posh. Charles Gray's Doctor Evil, you know. There's nothing. He's like, just, just like I mean, in terms of the camp, I mean, he literally dresses in drag later. So I'm not really. Yeah. I don't think it's a stretch to say he's like a gay Blofeld, even. Well, you so, know. Well, it's just like I, I, I just don't. Uh, you know, like the, I feel like uh, if you told me there was a deleted scene where like his clones are shagging each other, then I would not be surprised. You know, there's just this is what this film is. This is what Charles Gray Blofeld means yeah. to me. It's just like terrible. 
Well, you know, I mean, there's nothing scary. This is meant to be Bond's nemesis. They're sat, they're stood in yeah, a room the together. And this should mean wife. something. This should mean there should be some um, tension. There should be some like uh, some mutual respect, yeah, some, like anger, some hatred between them. They're, they're, like, they should be like wanting to fight. You feel like if they did have a fight, it would be a good fight. There would be some, you know, there's some stakes in place. This is just like two old friends meeting up and having a chat yeah, you know, after no, one of them cheating fair, on the one's wife or something you know the single thing i will give this scene is the fact that sean connery's like reaction was all right in fact he was just like blowfield like you're real like he's back and there's two of them but this 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 scene just i don't know Nothing seems, it ties up this another stupid plot point, which is a whole cloning thing, which is completely unnecessary and just a time filler in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, well, there's no point to that being like the... trash plot point, which isn't even a plot point. Yeah, I mean, this is just embarrassing. I mean, so, what, oh, yeah, go in this lift, which isn't trapped as well. What is cool though is you do get a bit of a fake out sort of thing where Bond like. He doesn't know which one to kill, and then he kicks the cat, and then like you see know kills one, one of the Blofelds, yeah. which is quite satisfying to see. And so you realise, ah, oh, yeah, it's still yeah. one of the annoying cunts alive, you know. And it's just it happens to you the Python gun, so he doesn't he can't reload and shoot. Yeah, obviously, but, and the shoot, gun but... wasn't took from him anyway. Blow, Blofeld lets him stroll in with it, oh, like armed. You the know, thing like, is that I find funny on, is like this, none of this makes sense. None of this I is like good. To, I like to imagine that he actually killed the real Blofeld. So like the other guy who's just uh, basically now been promoted from goon to top of the. Uh, companies yeah, he's frauded his right. way to the top yeah, exactly. bond why wasn't bond armed why didn't bond have a gun on him no bond's one no one took him off no one took anything off him no one searched him he could have had any of key's gadgets he had a mouse trap earlier on him for fuck's sake and he doesn't have something to just bang bang just put us out of our misery but no we have to suffer through more of charles gray's blow yeah and he's got his little uh digital you know voice uh thing mm. device. you've like, got as well like blowfell going uh, you know uh, science is not my strong point oh oh yeah that's why you had like a whole like biological warfare chemical lab in your previous film and before that yeah. you're like on the brink of starting world war three through the space race fuck you charles gray man <laughs> yeah exactly he's just talking fuck he's you. not even acting he's just being himself yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say about. I don't know why Charles Gray is so fondly remembered or like there's he's rubbish. He's like, I'm trying to think of a Batman equivalent, Egghead. like Tommy Lee Jones is Two Face, you know? Yeah, pretty much. It's, at least Tommy, at least Tommy Lee Jones, Jones is like a relatively respected actor. Oh, I mean Charles Gray like half has the nickname Charles had jumped to the left, you know, because of that one random film. Do you remember Tom? Yeah, he's in all these. Ridiculous, pointless roles, which in which he doesn't really contribute much, and like he's in he's in Cromwell as well, and he's like this yeah. random part. Yeah, everyone's in Cromwell, like, man. Yeah, and then like, <laughs> literally, yeah. Timothy Dalton's in it. Uh, the guy who's like Drax is in it. Um, Alec Guinness. Yeah, every everyone's in that. It's pretty cool. Well, yeah. I need, I need to rewatch that. But anyway, um, yeah. So and, then, and then he gets. Yeah, yeah so and, um, and you and the twice are his most basically his best known films and the rocky horror picture show his oh, yeah henderson man that's like i just don't know ways. why he got to play blowfeld especially when you've had donald pleasance a very well respected very refined 
genuinely intimidating, like you know, like actor, like like fantastic actor for his time. You had him as blah blah. Then you went to Teddy Savalas, equally like very competent, char- but like a different take on Blofeld, where he's charming and he's like a bit suave and sophisticated, but he's also like threatening, um, holds his own. Charles Gray offers absolutely nothing. It's like I don't know why. Wh- you know who it is, Henry? It's Pat Hingle. Is as uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Commissioner you're Gordon. Right. <laughs> I think he could be. I think he could be the worst villain iteration in any Bond film. Like he's a contender, definitely. Like you know what? Yeah, yeah. He's right. you know what? I think you're terrible. right. I think yeah, even even movie. even Dominic Green does more than him. You know, <laughs> Dominic Green isn't even that bad. Yeah, I know people. Yeah. I know, but I'm just using an example of a generally hated. I Bond. think this is possibly the worst Bond villain of all time. Yeah. I mean, who who yeah. else is really bad? I'm just Aris Christatos. Um, oh, yeah. That guy from Living Daylights, that general, forgot his name. Oh, and yeah. uh, Mr. Koskov himself. Yeah, and yeah, um, that's the problem. Though it's always like the ones who don't have like a horrible facial disfigurement where they're like. But this one is this is Blofeld, man. This is meant to be Blofeld. For fuck's sake! No, this no no. This is so bad, man. This it's is like so an, bad. it's like a this whole film is like a letter of insult to like George Lane. All the actors from Honorary Secret Service, like all they need now is like I don't know, I don't know. They just do everything badly in comparison. But like, uh, yeah, from here on out, I mean, they go. So Bond gets knocked out by some knockout gas. Um, Wint and Kid take him. They yeah. try another elaborate way. Of, yeah, to uh, kill him, him when Blofeld could have just shot him. You know. Yeah, literally. <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah, has him at anyway, they put him in some. It is quite an interesting way of killing someone. Then, like, yeah. they bury him alive, sort of thing, in this pipeline. Which he escapes anyway with his little rat friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not the oh last yeah. They take. Talks, by the so way, they transport yeah. Bond to the pipeline via the Batcave once again. But the 60s yeah. Batcave. You notice that Henry when like the rock opens up, they drive out literally straight out of Batman 66. Um, yeah, he meets a rat. Um, anyway, so then and Bond, then they fool Blofeld with like this random. Yeah, yeah, that's thing. right. Bond pretends to be Bert Saxby, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> They're also, really also short. I'm honest, they're really wearing really short ties for some reason. I don't know if that was a fashion thing back then, but the ties are like noticeably short. You yeah. Know? There's there's a thing as well with the scene where he's pretending to be Bert because like he's like you know you should have passed yourself this time, Q. Because like, uh, and then Q like goes on. He references yeah, well you know maybe it's just the grandchildren, you know, uh, which actually uh, in the which you know this is something I never knew. In uh, I think. In there's like a spin-off cartoon series of James Bond Jr., which actually features Q's grandson, who's unironically called IQ. <laughs> so, uh, nice. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, so so then Bond goes up to Oh, oh yeah, 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 and Blowfell's wanna... a complete idiot, man. He's like, Oh he yeah, we should, move, plot, uh, like... we should move Willard White. And then he goes, Oh no, um, he's perfectly fine in his summer house, which you can find at this address here. And yeah, it gives, like, the yeah. Good yeah. Taxi yeah. there's a good taxi service you can go. You know, put put in a good word for me. Uh, yeah, you'll be all right, mate. You know, like gives him directions there, basically. Fucking idiot. Yeah, what retail? And then, do you know what? Like when they go there to actually, there's a line that is repeated in the space of five minutes, like three times, and it's like, "Tell Maxwell to hit the penthouse." Is like something that Felix keeps saying to this random guy. He says it in the voice changing scene thing and then when bond goes up he says it and then later when bert saxby shows up tries shooting them that's what he says right before he gets shot at and like it just 
why like it's like it's just so baffling why they'd include like a such a random like meaningless line like did like felix lighter the actor have like a quota from his agent for how many lines he's supposed to get and then like they maybe just it was throw a through something. It. i don't know like it's stupid and it's it's weird like and i always uh, I notice it like um this yeah, and the, the whole scene in this penthouse is stupid. Yeah, because anyway. like, he, he meets yeah. this guy's Bambi and Thumper. Like multi-billionaire, and this place looks like shit. Like, who yeah. <laughs> and his security is Bambi and Thumper, like these, I don't know if they're lesbians, but, I, yeah, you know, it's, I don't know. very weird, strange, badly choreographed fight between yeah. these. Sure, this is the thing. Bond is supposedly meant to, you know, he fights goons for breakfast, you know, and he can't deal with these two. This is hard to watch. This is and hard like, to watch. It's embarrassing. Like the uh, thumper, you know, she's like trying to kick him and then sort of does this miss and then she's like on the ground, like twitching and shit. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? I don't know, man. They might, to be fair, must be and then, and then like, up, okay, he gets he gets his ass kicked by them and then gets them in the pool and then suddenly he's like, oh yeah, here we are, bang, oh yeah, oh, they're still not talking, oh, well, this... And they're just like flapping about like, uh, it's just... Yeah, yeah like, like just a better swimmer than they are more, it seems like, but... um. Yeah, it's, it yeah. is pointless and is like dumb. And then yeah, so they she, go and rescue yeah. uh, Withered White, yeah. who survives a, an assassination attempt, and then we get the you know yeah, but it's like most like, people assassination attempt ever. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah they just like yeah chew this I think guy. That's, I think that's quite like a, a sigma line in a way. It's like um, telling me fires or something. Like that. But I know the way it's then, delivered um, is so comical, and I don't know. I forgot when you said nominate a sigma line for this. Like I haven't found a single Henry. I hope you've got something. Yeah, I can't really say I do. Um, well, we'll, we'll get to it. it we'll get to it anyway. Q hacks the. Uh, so we get back to Las Vegas. This is great. This is probably the best part of the film. Q like. <laughs> Q in his element, man. He's like hacking these uh, slot yeah, he's machines. He's bleeding and he's like, out the oh, casino, you know. man. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so and he's like, I've been itching to try this out, and you just like, you can imagine Q making this stuff and just like, yeah. oh, you know, it's like a gamble well, street, man. According to Desmond Llewellyn, this is the one Bond gadget he wishes actually worked. And like, yeah, yeah. And like, Tiffany shows up and she's trying to get info from him, and he doesn't even know who she is. Like, doesn't know her from a bar of soap. Yeah, and this, is, like, this is. And it, uh, it's so funny. Like, he just sorry, but like, he just um, I don't know he just feels the need to flex on like the most common stranger ever who just asks, yeah. talks to him basically. And it's like, yeah, yeah check out this all the time. So. It is funny. Like, I don't know. It feels like he's like really. I don't know he's just he is on holiday here. He's like. I don't know, having a... He's in Vegas just to, Of course, he's having a great yeah. time, man. It's funny, yeah, well, James, yeah. you say this is your favourite, uh, one of the best parts of the film. There's literally the next... Yeah. middle of him talking still, you get blown the next by a drag walking yeah. It's just like... Yep. Like, they really... Who thought of this? Like... Blofeld Probably Charles Gray. I, I have a funny feeling. This is like he, yeah, he came lost, up no, no, they all played, like, roulette at one point, and he lost, and that's, that was what they had to do. But yeah, Blofeld but I bet you didn't complain. They're all, they're all, yeah, yeah, they're all doing Blofeld, like a bingo checklist of, you know, like. But he's literally in drag one film after Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Like, I can't help but think whenever I look at Blofeld in this film, like, but this, like, this is the guy who was played by Telly Savalas and was Actually, like, had a really credible plot and it was like really well acted and everything. And then this one's like. Well. Oh. You know, when it comes to, you know, doing drag and all that, he was wearing red lipstick, you know, which is actually a tribute, possibly, to someone else who wore red lipstick, uh, red makeup in a, uh, another film. Do you remember uh, The Dark Knight, James? 
fuck's sake, I was wondering where you got going going that. Sneaking a hint like a trivia every time. Well, um, yeah, we got Blofeld in drag. I think we. And know, this is this is this comes at a part of the film. Of Bond ever. Yeah, this comes at a part where like the film is like nearing its end, and there's like no climax. You don't feel any suspense. There's no all. need for that either. Why? And it's like she gets kidnapped. She, a... she gets anyway. kidnapped in the most embarrassing, weird, awkward way possible, and it's like, okay, are we supposed to feel tension at this point? And it. You, yeah, yeah you, and then you get this random like you only lived twice rocket remix thing going on like some hijack yeah, midair whatever it's just like you got just got the music like literally like some and um, and it fries and then it's like the space laser it's just this really shit like you know when you think of space laser and Bond you think of the one from Die Another Day and it's like that's what yeah. everyone hates on that film for we'll get to that one day but for this I forgot there's a space laser in here made of diamonds. Because you know that's really Light refraction, James. If you're a physicist, you would know, which is bullshit. But you know, right? And then like, yeah. And anyway, we see it fry North Dakota, right? Some like military base there. Then we see it um, fry a submarine. Okay. Yeah, but the, the <laughs> worst when they when they like blow up a uh, place in Red China back when they acknowledged maybe there were two, like this. You had this that that one Chinese guy's like reaction, and then. Before everything blows up, you've got people with, like green screen fire on them. Yeah, up. it's like something out of a bad like I don't know, this is like, something out of Casino Royale '67. No, like because even that had like fairly good effects when it had to do them, but like I don't know. Did this, we see the same films on? You know, <laughs> I don't know, but this one, like when like, I see that one, them, that know? one shot of that guy walking around with like the terrible like fire on him is just like. Uh... Yeah, I'd feel so shortchanged if I went to the cinema after like so a, a few good films had come out and like you just see these crappy like backyard explosions being put on like green screens and stuff and it's like yeah I, I, so I am going to say like they did that that was occurring in You Only Twice and Non-Mandy Secret Service as well you can't say they weren't well, to be fair, not real. Like there yeah, was, there was. What, did what, you see the in, volcano exploding? That's the, or the one um, Pitch Gloria. It was yeah, so was like, obviously was fake, like but you give it a pass because it's like, a good film. This not, is more not obvious. really because yeah, that's that was like, like a millisecond though, and also like yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is like a continuous thing throughout. This. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was so bad, which is a shame because the music's quite good actually. I think the music in this film's quite good. I must say, I think the music's okay. They had, a, right. they had a pretty bad rendition of the Bond 007 theme, I think. It's like, no, like, it's comical, okay. you know. We will let's 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 skip through. Let's just get through this. So get we've got the, yeah. the we we get to the oil rig, which I think is a cool set. No, no, no. it's got no. I, I don't like this because it's like it literally looks like a Batman six six set. They're all wearing like brightly coloured, you know, orange, you know, helmets, orange, you know, practically. Yeah, but it's Bond and an oil rig, man. I mean, yeah, it could have been done a bit cooler, but like I think I, I think Bond and an oil rig is always going to be like it is. No, quite, no, no, no. It's this stupid you know outfit, so, and these guards are brain dead as well. Like they don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, they're just I following have... orders from the most brain-dead villain we've ever seen yeah, as well. The question follows. I have about this, though, is like, how, why is Bond even there? He doesn't even need to be there. Like, He's they could just, just they could, all they could do is, yeah, but they don't need to do that. Like, there's, that, that tape is like some pointless music substitute. There's no, like, they could literally just bomb that place and that's it until, like, they just stop doing that. It's too that. risky, you know, that's it could literally blow up it. Kansas. 
Yeah, and then the, Blofeld is so retarded. So, like, he's like, so uh, if we blow up Kansas, you no know, one will hear about it. That's quite funny. But, like, no, that is quite he's funny. like, yeah. but, like, then he goes and picks the most furthest target, which he has to wait all the, like, way for the yeah, well, just wipe off LA from the map, you know? Like, and then, like, in theory, that's the reason why he fails because he, like, he picks the furthest possible target from where he is, the satellite is pointing at. And then it's like, did you have to do that? And then, the, and then the the way the the thing like the fight sets off is, Bond lets this weather balloon off, and then he manages to stop the guards shooting at it by just yeah, he just pushes the guy, and then that's it, and it's like okay, yeah, I mean, so but what, what I think cool, Bond his entrance is pretty cool in like that ball. I thought that was like weird but cool. It, yeah, but and do you know what? he gets thrown in the brig, and it's like. You can easily escape it, and it's like yeah, literally, this is like a joke, man. Are you ret- it's so retarded in so like, many ways? Like this is where again we get like the Bond girl trope of just being like, you know, Tiffany Case is there in the bikini, and it's like yeah, she falls apart. This is the funny thing. Thing. Yeah, yeah, her yeah, character like, completely falls apart. Blofeld like insults her intelligence, like yeah, oh yeah, nice cheeks too. Shame they're not brains. Uh, when Jill said John had a re- apparently a registered IQ of 162, so it must be yeah. a genius or something. No shit. Wow. And obviously a lot higher IQ than Blofeld. Blofeld's talking a lot of shit for someone with his, like, level of competence in this film. He, like, I mean, it is quite funny. He's like, first of all, guys, although it's weird, because he's like, oh, you're pissed for this line. It hasn't even been threatened. Hum. Are you sure you're not from that same pitiful little island? Or are you pretending to be Swiss now? What is going yeah. on with you? That's was your, point, like, actually. oh, yeah, was your plastic surgery also voice surgery and also, uh, yeah, location surgery? I don't think so. He man. definitely, like... Fuck Charles Gray, man, once again. He just again. hates... He, I don't know, like... He mocks... Yeah, he mocks Kansas, which we can all get behind. Um, <laughs> he, like... It's funny, he's, like, he, he makes... It's interesting what he says about New York, because, obviously, New York back then was, like, very... Uh, it was before it went through the transformation that it did. And it's interesting how that, that aged quite well, actually, his comment on New York. Um, but yeah, he sends Bond to the brig. And like, for, some, re- for some reason, like Tiffany Case, like switches sides. Like we don't see a reason or like get. Yeah, any yeah, kind that's of well because like... she gets kidnapped and she's probably trying to like buy. Yeah, some but she sees she sees Bond. She's. I mean, to be fair, if you're if you're if you're like you know you've got Charles Gray to be you know the guy who you're like. He's your captain. She, she get like she got yes. Yeah, I mean, probably. Well, like, I will say because we get the 007 theme back, which is cool. We have um, what I what, what I like about this probably the only time in film history where you have someone pick up a gun for the first time, and it's a it's an accurate result of what would happen when someone does that. <laughs> Yeah, she has and no that, idea what's That has it. to be praised because the amount of times you see my, the most recent example I have in my head is Huey in the boys. He picks up a gun for the first time, knows he's exactly what's pro, you know. he's fine, he's a pro, yeah. But um, she like he's like, he's like a commando. But she picks up the gun like a rifle. Um Yeah, she can't rifle. account for recoil or the noise. Yeah, yeah, the recoil, the noise, and throws that is exactly what would happen if an average person picked up a, a gun like that. But she's not. And I, very, I respect she, the realism of that. I respect that. Is, yeah, it's like, it's, it's not meant to really, be a joke, but they somehow made it good. She's not like she's not like she's not an average person though. She's supposed her character is supposed to be like. Yeah, but it's like she, she handles MP40s every day, isn't it? She's just oh. like a, a a pretty low level smuggler, you know. That's yeah, she's okay. 
the the common person effectively and even if you're even if you're you know proficient with pistols it's not like you're going to be now to use a machine gun is it and, it, and uh tom would you like to from... comment upon blofeld's method yeah, yeah. of escape here i got yeah. um one it... thing just before that it's like when she so falls Yanny into the for, when she goes into the she falls off the rig right and that's a big fall like into unbroken water probably like yeah, yeah how do the I, ocean, right? surely it's how... always being broken but no 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 like when you hit the water like that when nothing's broken the surface that's like concrete like how do they like still get... pulls though that only is a thing it bond dives into it later as well no, i mean no. yeah but, like, that is big but the way much. he dies bond is not meant to always like... be super realistic and just be honest whatever like i'm just wondering how she what she does there and how they get her out basically and um and yeah. oh yeah and the blofeld has the um the one memorable thing he ever does or says in this room, which is prepare my battle thumb immediately and it's like and it just and he says that so loudly as well yeah just, it's, it's like it's like right after he does not it's like you know go back to your post yeah, and he's just like yeah can i get the fuck out please that's the literal next line he has as well and it's like yeah. So it's so dumb. Like, and yeah, fortunately, it's, kind of funny, it's among his last lines as well because Bond uses the submarine as a wrecking ball, destroys the base, jumps off. No, I would also I'd say respect mm. to that guy, employee of the year, man. He's doing he, everything is exploding around him. They're getting invaded by like several different countries' armies, and he's you know still there at the mic, you know, ten seconds and count. <laughs> yeah, that guy's like, funny. He is like, he's, to his MVP, work, you know? he's like, yeah, he. That's like a really comical thing about this scene. They just have this, this the mic guy there giving the ominous countdown, which is quite funny, despite everything Still else. Still hearing in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, I thought yeah. it was quite cool to see Willard White piloting his own helicopter, by the way. I well, he, he, forgot he was even piloting it anyway. Was yeah. he piloting it or was he just yeah. like, sat there? Yeah, Willard, White, yeah, Willard White's operating the helicopter, which uh, Felix yeah, likes. Well, him. you know, think, think of how far this came. You had, you know... Draco, like you know, in the helicopter in the previous film. Then you got this. There you go. You know. So, anyway, then we get to the final scene, which yeah. is Bond and Tiffany setting sail for you know wherever on the Titanic, apparently. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyway, that... what is cool though? What I fucking love is the is you know as they're like you know drifting away, you see Wint and Kid. Yeah, that's all right, actually. I think. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah, like... man. It's again. It's like it's the classic Bond fourth act. But then you just like again, it's, it gets you by surprise every time, you know. And whether it's Blofeld or whether it's Bunt or Goldfinger or whoever, um, it's it's effective, and I I, I like it. This How like they the deliver first... it is another yeah. question. Um, but I th- I think it's interesting. The subtext is interesting because Bond has never seen them, even though they've yeah you know, smelt them though. He smelt yeah. them. He recognized the aftershave, which I think is great because it's like Bond being a spy detective. But then I think it's just interesting that he doesn't recognize them by face, even though they've crossed paths twice. multiple times. Um, Maybe well, Bond is autistic. <laughs> he just you has really the bomb t- cake, like the bomb surprise. Oh, what could this be? <laughs> yeah, watch. Yeah, it's another thing. Another thing, like writing for Americans, like it can't be subtle at all. Yeah, yeah, that's like they have a pretty camp death and everything. Um, yeah, that's the one thing that I found stupid the way they killed Mr. Wynn, like him just like, you know, like that was just so that was just like, yeah, that that, that was the point where it's just like, you know, the fucking face palm, you know. I like how at least you know there's like a minute left of the film, so you can go, all right, yeah, let's just get this done. Yeah, I like, I think the shock value is good, the subtext is good, the rest, nah. 
I think the music cue is good. Like, it's like the little, like, I don't know, silly action theme. Then it ends with him getting blown up, which is quite, it's just really comical. And uh, sure, yeah, and then, yeah, Jill St. John says, How are we going to get all those diamonds down? And it's just like, Yeah, off track. Here comes the credits. And the last thing I want to mention with this film is, mm-hmm. uh, at least from my side, at least, the last scene uh, that James, that uh, Sean Connery ever filmed as James Bond in the uh, Eon Productions was actually the of him being in the casket put into the uh, thing. So uh, it's literally his funeral. And uh, no way, his no bond. way! Wow, that is interesting. Which was also filmed on a Friday the Thirteenth. If uh, anyone gives a shit, so wow. interesting. So let's let's move on to the rankings. Let's go through this. I think this is going to be pretty straightforward. There's not going to be too many arguments on this one bond actor number one sean connery number two george nazerby i think this film did probably quite hurt sean connery's legacy overall yeah. i would say but he has because a two, of who he has a two to three ratio of good films so yeah yeah bond girl number one tracy number two domino number three honey rider number four tatiana number five aki slash the wife number six pussy galore where are we going to put tiffany case bottom mm, yeah you both think bottom. Yeah, she, she, I think that's harsh. I'd probably. I think put... she she just sucks in this film. I'm not gonna lie. Like I feel bad for her. She like, changes she... character like all the time. She, she yeah like they did. Yeah, but I don't do think she's her. worse than any. Uh, she has a lot more to do than all these other ones. I I would. She I'd has a lot more to do, to but she doesn't kind of. No, no. Like she has a lot more to do. Yes, but does she deliver on that? No. It's as simple yeah. as that, really. And I feel oh, bad. I mean, I'm she... I'm outnumbered here anyway. She's going she... bottom, but I, I I I personally I think she I think you'd say a bit harsh on her. But yeah, I'd if anyone higher, anyone listening higher, wants to uh, say otherwise, you feel free to tell us in the comments. But villains number one, Blofeld, Donald Pleasance. Number two, Goldfinger. Number three, Blofeld, Telly Savalas. Number four, Doctor No. Number five, Rosa Klebb. Number six, Largo. Number seven, Blofeld, Charles Gray. I think we need yeah. to give them the. Uh... The uh, what's it called the George Clooney treatment, and you just like put him several, uh, several, yeah, man. He'll get his just desserts there. We've got 25 of these to go, man. Well, 20 oh, total, oh, 18 left, I think. Henchman, odd job number one, Red Grant number two, Bunt number three, Fiona number four, number five, Hands, Hands. Where are we gonna put go uh, above Mr. Winton Kid? Probably above Fiona. Um. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Yeah. Yeah. Win and kids in at number four. Below burnt above Fiona. They're just about the only good thing I think of that. Car slash vehicle. We have number one Aston Martin DB5. Number two dry cops. I'm tempted to just put the moon bunny moon buggy in here for shits and giggles. Is that all the bad yeah, stuff? No, <laughs> the moon buggy is like even like for a laugh. iconic in this. For a laugh. M is still Bernard Lee, number one. Q, Desmond Llewellyn, Money Penny, Lois Maxwell. Okay, the ally slash Felix Leiser. We have number one, Draco and Campbell. Number two, Tiger Tanaka. Number three, Coral and Leiser. Number four, Karen Bay. Number five, Leiser and Goldfinger. Number six, Leiser and Thunderball. Our ally in this film is Leiser and... Mr. White. Who? Mr. White. Mr. White. Mr. White. Yeah, I got stuck of his like, no, Mr. White. <laughs> that's a very different Mr. White. 
Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. That's how are... I think of when you two are talking about it because I haven't seen that series. So. Will of White or uh, Mr. There's White. also Mr. White and James Bond. So. Yeah. When you. Oh yeah, that's a good. Wow. Yeah. There's there's also... you... That. You... you forgot. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, where are we going to put this? I think. Oh, the fact the fact that I actually forgot I uh, thought it might have been Shane remember this guy's forgettable as hell man like okay right. gadget let's put let's get Q's like, uh, uh, oh his slot machine thing yeah yeah Bond doesn't use it though I mean yeah, he's still a gadget Bond uses yeah I know but it has to be something oh, Bond uses okay uh, maybe the voice changing thing in the back of his fake neck. fingerprints they have to do yeah like fingerprints a is a good shout I think the fingerprints are quite good actually it's a bit generic. Although, yeah, it's I not. Like I, I prefer it. I prefer the voice changing modular thing. Mm, well, what else is there? The Python gun, the mouse trap. That's mm. fucking stupid, though. Like that's the worst one of the. Film. Well, the current rankings: number one, the attaché case; number two, the cigarette; number three, odd jobs hat; number four, the rebreather; number five, Wolf PPK; number six, whatever we put from here. Do we even need to put anything? Because we didn't we didn't do anything for Unmatched Secret Service. Yeah, I think we do because he does have gadgets. Way. Let's just put the mousetrap at, at sixth. Let's put fingerprints or something because the mousetrap is just—it's not really even a gadget. It's yeah, but the a... mousetrap is just a piss take one because it's. Oh, piss-take. okay. Exactly. It's so. like yeah, like the moon bug. Also, I like to point out that this guy like has his hand covered in like strawberry jam or something like. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Worst. department got destroyed by uh, Sean's payday. Theme song, okay. Um, number one, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Number two, the James Bond theme. Number three, Goldfinger. Number four, Yearning of Twice. Number five, Thunderball. Number six, From Rush With Love. Where are we putting Diamonds Are Forever? Performed by Shirley Bassey. Her second entry in this. I'd still put it at the bottom. Oh. Ooh. No way, man. Diamonds Are I no, think this is, this is a classic, isn't it? It's a like classic, it. but this is about what we think. Um, Where would you I put will... it then, Tom? I'm, I'm open to put this. Can you give the rankings the again? Um, number one, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Number two, the James Bond theme. Number three, Goldfinger. Number four, You Only Live Twice. Number five, Thunderball. Number six, From Russia with Love. Well, I'm usually a bit biased against ones that don't have words in them. But so for that reason, I put it above From Russia with Love. But like, From Russia with Love does have words in it, then. But are we talking about the pre title sequence? Yeah, or... the song, you know, the main yeah. song. Oh, uh, Okay. Well, what do you think? Uh, I'd probably put it below Goldfinger and above You Only Live Twice. Nah, not not that high, I think. Maybe like, below You Only Live Twice and above Thunderball. Above Thunderball, certainly. I think it, no, not above Thunderball. I think it goes below Thunderball. I like, the thing I like about Thunderball's right. one is that the sequences are, like, memorable, like, go to the song. They're quite iconic, but... All right, well, yeah. we meet in the middle, that's fair. Oh, the opening. Number one, Goldfinger. Oh, number two, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Number three, From Russia with Love. Number four, You Only Live Twice. Number five, Thunderball. Number six, Diamonds Are Forever. This was... Yeah, if this anything could set you up for disappointment, it's this. Okay. <laughs> the Sigma moment. We have number one, Goldfinger. I own the club. Number two, Ray Grant. Number three, Blofeld. Extortion is my business. Number four, Dr. No, $1 million, Mr. Bond. Number five, Tracy, I'm already a countess. Number six, David Niven. <laughs> Number seven, I did it for king and country. So what are we nominating from here and where are we putting it? Bear in mind, I have no... Tell him he's fired. Tell him he's fired or... 
you, like we already had a you're fired like thing from uh was it in the batmans it was uh batman uh batman returns crystal walken yeah, yeah yeah that was it i mean that was just generally um, like sigma character anyway so yeah Oh yeah, it was, yeah. That was one of the uh, candidates for that film, but we ended up doing the thing. It's like actually, I can push her out the window. Yeah, but wasn't that in the same? Probably, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, well, what we're we choosing from here, maybe. <sighs> really. Well, no, didn't we say Blofeld said something pretty sigma? We are going to put it last, but um... we should put. Uh, do you re- do you reckon the bit where he goes? Oh, that like... was the thing. Yeah, where he's like, yeah, go back to your post. I'll have you shot. Yeah, so yeah, 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 and then dips. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's quite sick. For my blatto sub. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Maybe his, we should put that little height at the bottom, though. Yeah, his battle <laughs> sub has, a, you know, his battle sub or batho sub, whatever. It has only uh, room for one. It says battle one. submarine. Yeah, his battle submarine has, a, a, sub, has room for one because it's lonely at the top. <laughs> okay, well, where are we putting that? Maybe below, maybe, oh, David Niven is a Sigma male, though. I think this is this, this is kind of like funny enough to maybe be above David Niven's one. Yeah, all right, let's yeah. do that. Let's put it sixth below Tracy, above David Niven, uh, Blofeld. No, yeah, prepare my battles up. And finally, the ranking, the film itself. Um, so we have number one on a Majesty Secret Service. Number two, Goldfinger. Number three, You Only Live Twice. Number four, Doctor No. Number five, From Russia with Love. Number six, Thunderball. Number seven, Casino Royale. I would put it sixth below from Russia with Love, above Thunderball. I think it's below, below Thunderball. Okay. What this could have been feeds into how bad it is. I would rather watch. I would rather. Would you two honestly watch Thunderball before this on a Sunday yeah. afternoon? It's raining. You got nothing else to do. Say, say you go. You're you're on a marooned on a desert island. Would you really take Thunderball with you before Diamonds Are Forever? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Bond is enough. better, the villain's better, the Bond it's girl's not just, better. I don't yeah. see how it's like even a question. And it's not just this is the thing, it's not just how it's not just how I feel how what the content of this film is, it's what it isn't and what it could have been. Like Fair enough. Uh, yeah, um, I mean yeah, it's not it's not good. Well that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's Diamonds Are Forever. Thank God that's over. We've uh, ended that this we've ended kind of this is sort of the closing of a chapter now on the sean connery era um and uh next week next week we have uh the roger moore era begins with live and let die so that's gonna be that's gonna be uh that's gonna be fun so join us next time make sure you uh do all those things that you do to your favorite youtubers and podcasters and uh we'll be back same bat time same bat channel